Hello, it is Thursday, March 18th, 2021. Can't thank you enough for choosing to listen to the Pat McAfee Show 2.0. Ain't that right, boys? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Thank yeah. you, listeners. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This podcast is one that is very below average, but the fact that you allow us to penetrate your ear holes, we are forever grateful. If you enjoy the show by the end of it, please be a friend and tell a friend. And if not, just act like it never, ever happened. But today, a lot of things have happened, a lot of good conversation. And I, I don't say this lightly, tomorrow appointment listening. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> tomorrow is going to be a big one. And we all know that, and I hope you know listening, that here at this office, we live and breathe sports. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. But I think we can all agree that March belongs to basketball, doesn't it? Yeah. It's true. I mean, the NFL is doing their thing right now. They are. But once this March Madness kicks off tonight, I mean, mm -hmm. it is going to become a March Madness frenzy in the sports world. Mm -hmm. And what better way to get caught up in the tournament action with, than with a brand new, huge TV from Best Buy. Oh, oh hell yeah. Hey, new sponsor, by the That's way. That's awesome. Hey, this is a big deal. Best Buy got into bed with us because this is like a blue chip company oh, yeah. that doesn't normally get into the podcasting game. But Best Buy saw what we had cooking and said, listen, we want your listeners to know that we enjoy what you do. And we also want them to be reminded that Best Buy is still the king of this whole game out here. Mm -hmm. Ty was a manager at a Best Buy for some time. Yeah, right. I was. And right now you can find great deals on big screen TVs from brands like Samsung and LG. Best Buy will even bring it to you with fast, free, curb side pickup and delivery when you visit bestbuy.com right now that's b-e-s-t-b-u-y dot no b-u-y i said mm -hmm. that yeah that's what you said yeah bestbuy.com you get it you know what best buy is yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. go to bestbuy.com great deals on big screen tvs from samsung lg and others and they'll bring it to you with fast free curbside pickup delivery and delivery you get it <laughs> But this, this is normally the time of year where people are watching things and they go, man, it'd be nice to have a nicer TV. Right? Yeah. Why does my TV stink? And you see a lot of commercials for people, you know, and never like Kirk Cousins was pushing some mm -hmm. and Fitzgerald was pushing some. Oh, yeah. But let's just let's just take this from a real sense here. When you're watching the games this weekend, think to yourself, could this be a better experience if I had a nicer TV? You'll probably say yes. And when you say yes, you need to remember that there are great deals happening right now at bestbuy.com. And they'll do that curbside pickup or delivery, whatever you need from your friends at Best Buy. Go get yourself a TV. Treat yourself today. Shout out Best Buy. Shout, Shout out, out Best Buy. Let's get to the show, shall we, Ty? Mm -hmm. Let's do it. <laughs> There's players going back to old homes. There's guys coming out of retirement. There's money flying around. There's decisions being made by teams that make you go, what the fuck are they doing over there? <laughs> then there's also decisions being made where you think, oh, I like to see that team doing that. Kyle Van Noy, friend of the show, signs back with the New England Patriots. Yeah. He goes back into the same division as the team that signed him to a four-year, 40-some million dollar deal and released him one year after that deal uh, was signed. He goes back to New England. Miami has to pay him money still. And the New England Patriots, after Kyle Van Noy, with how he played, got a compensatory pick uh, for for the entire a fourth-round draft pick. So the Dolphins are, are going to pay Kyle Van Noy some sort of money next year. Mm -hmm. They're... One of their biggest rivals in their division earned another 
draft pick, which they do pretty well with. Uh, well, actually, maybe not. Actually, maybe that doesn't oh. even matter long term. I mean, and that might just be used as a bundle to go get somebody else. But ah. they get a fourth round draft, and they have to play against them two times a year. I mean, this is <laughs> quite a situation for the Miami Dolphins. Congrats to front of the show, Kyle Van Noy, going back to New England. I assume he's excited. We start doing some math, and we're not 100% sure how much Miami will pay him next year to play against them twice a year, uh, twice in the next 17 games or whatever. But I think it's a couple million dollars. So they're going to be paying a guy to play against them. And Bill Belichick, once again, super smart human. How you doing? Keep it moving. Signing bonus here. You'll make $1 million here. Then we'll give you some money on the back end. You're back in the game. You're back in the building. And have you seen what we have built there? Now, you have to think to yourself, with Patrick Chung retiring... Okay, he was one of the opt-outs. Did he do that by himself after one year of opting out due to a COVID scare, which had a few players who haven't seemed to have the most bright current days that opted out because they didn't want to do the season. And it was alleged that there would be no nothing held against the people that did that. We all knew that there's humans involved in this. If three guys opt out and there's still another 75 guys that play and the entire season goes off without a hitch, how is that going to make the opt-outs look to the teams that they're potentially trying to come back to? I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying whenever they made the announcement that there will be nothing held against anybody that does this, that was an ignorant statement that did not take into account, you know, football guys that run buildings <laughs> yeah. and go, uh, this, uh, you remember you didn't want to play against COVID. You remember that? Mm. We had a full team in here. The league, full season. Mm-hmm. Didn't even delay anything. Same time. Star players were playing. You know Aaron Rodgers? That's on bitch played. You know Tom Brady? That motherfucker played. Yeah. Do you know Patrick Mahomes? That motherfucker played. You didn't want to play? Okay, yeah, yeah, it's good, that's good. Mm-hmm. Hey, not in this fucking team, though. See ya. There's, There's a lot door. of that going on right now. Okay? And we're not saying it's right. Okay, listen. You make a decision, there are consequences. Now, when you make the decision, you're told that these consequences can't necessarily happen. But I think everybody that has ever been into a football building and talked to humans that are making decisions in football buildings, you all knew that if there was a chance that you opted out because of something that could have a little bit of a conversation when everybody else seemed to go play. So it's not right. Once again, not right, but definitely happening. Patrick Chung retires. Okay. Cannon got got traded out of Houston. He was uh, the other opt out. And now Dante Hightower, right? Was the third opt out. Mm -hmm. Dante Hightower also plays similar position. Kyle Van Noy, right? Oh yeah. Okay. So now what's going to happen with Dante Hightower? Because you look around a couple different teams. The opt outs have all been sent. Mm -hmm. See you later. You're, you're, you're not coming back here. Now other teams signing guys that opted out is interesting to me because that means, okay, that's not league wide. There's only certain teams, which I think is expected whenever you, if you, if we were asked, immediately upon the uh, protocol being that nothing can be held against these players that opt out. This is a, a free, if you were to ask us, I think we would have been able to, I think I would have given you a percentage of the amount of people that that will ring true for. And I think it's a smaller number, but there are teams trading for opt outs. There are teams signing for opt outs. It feels like there's a couple teams that you can get a good read on how they feel about how the opt outs uh, are. And I think that can dictate some moves that are going to be made in the future. Speaking of moves that were made, Kyle Long is now a member of the Kansas City Chiefs. Was just on a show a couple weeks ago, looked in a very good space. Oh, yeah. Mentally, physically, he talked about how his brother could get it, actually. Hey, <laughs> hey, Chris, you want to come get some? I'm right down the road. Great conversation. He In that conversation that he had with us, he chit-chatted about how when in his final days with Chicago, he was a bitter, hurt 
guy, basically. I think he even has come to the understanding with himself that maybe how football ended for him the first time that caused him to retirement was nowhere near how his actual feelings were. I think he understood injuries play into that, transition plays into that. I would assume with how the team was doing plays into that. You can really get into your head there, and it can become a bit negative, and I would assume Kyle Long got away from the game. He got back into media a little bit. He was doing some other things, and he realized that he absolutely loved football still he realized that his body is better than it's ever felt he realized that taking a break maybe mentally and physically helped him out and I think we're going to see it very dominant Kyle Long he had a visit with the Raiders remember whenever he announced he was coming out of retirement they said oh he's taking a visit to the Raiders the Raiders are going to want him or whatever and I, I think there was a chance that maybe he and his dad chatted or I would assume you and her dad would speak especially on something about coming out of retirement when your dad's an NFL legend I would assume that would happen but I wonder if like the Raiders was the initial idea like oh I'll go play for you know that whole thing I'm, I'm not saying it is I have not talked to him about any of this I'm just speculating from looking outside and with the conversation I've had with him and knowing him a little bit off fair I wonder if he and his dad talked and maybe it was like Raiders and then as soon as his name got out there that he was potentially coming back to football and he was going to be a free agent I wonder if his phone was like hey 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 hey, hey, hey hold the phone here pal we just get, we don't have any offensive alignment over here we'll pay no. you and by the way we've been back back Super Bowls you want to come on over huh. Kyle Long's like hey let me <laughs> Excuse me, John. Appreciate you, John, man. You're a good guy. <laughs> Is my dad's jersey still up there? Yeah, okay, good. I'm going right. to try to get one somewhere else. Let <laughs> yeah. me get to Kansas City. $5 million deal. He's in a revamped offensive line. They got Tooney from New England. They got him. Who knows what he's going to play? Is he going to play guard? Everybody's assuming he's going to play guard because he was a dominant guard. But if he's feeling better than he's ever felt, he's very athletic. Mm-hmm. Maybe they move him to tackle. I'm not, I've not talked to him. This is nothing. We're assuming he's going to play guard because he was a very good guard. But he's athletic enough where he could potentially move to tackle. And maybe this last year or two, he's like studying tackle. I, who mm-hmm. knows? Who knows what's going to happen over there? But I love to see the Kansas City Chiefs getting into the game. I like the fact that they've been to back-to-back Super Bowls and their team is absolutely littered with talent. And they're still going after people. They're still making plays. They have $25 million in cap space right now. Allegedly. Allegedly. After reworking Travis Kelsey's contract officially, you know, and it actually happening. They have like $25 million. They could sign right now. And I'm not, I'm not suggesting they will or saying they, they are going to do this, which is the same as will. You get it. But um, <laughs> they could sign Kenny Galladay right now. Okay, Kenny Galladay, who is, in our eyes, the best wide receiver that is on the board right now. They could sign Kenny Galladay right now, and everybody would be like, how the fuck did the Chiefs add Kenny Galladay to that offense? And it's because right now – there's people making moves. There's people moving signing bonus or, or, or salaries to signing bonus. There's voidable years. You're seeing a lot of people make plays, even people that have a an abundance of riches. They're like, oh, we can make more, though. Let's do this. Let's do this. And if you're a fan of one of those teams, I you got to be fucking pumped. Like yeah. it, it has to be so much fun to watch your team go all in. And I'm only saying that because when I grew up, we are in uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, East Hills, Plumborough, where the ballers ball and the players play. There's a couple good teachers there, but a majority of not great school district. You then now it's much better, obviously. Ain't that right, Nick? Much, much better. They cleaned it up big time. They did clean it up big time. <laughs> that, that place had to get turned around, and and they did turn it. I, I, one of the only places where I think they actually did like an actual broom, and they just sweep the entire school, and they're like, all right, we need an entire get them out. full rehaul. It felt like, like there's there's obviously some legends that are still around there, and I I appreciate a lot of the people, but you know our. 
Pittsburgh Plum, very interesting place. Okay, I think you can realize that by the COVID cowboy here, Nick, and myself speaking. And our CFO is a guy who was a goon on our hockey team. So, I mean, you can tell <laughs> that the way we kind of operate is different. But it was a Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's obviously a hockey and football town. Okay, um, it's that's a, it's a it's a hockey town and a football town. But I was never a fan of the football team. I enjoyed when they won because everybody in the city was happier. Okay, everybody in the city was happy. My dad was happier. My family was happier. Everybody's happier when the Steelers win. So I liked when they won because it was good. But I was a fan of players. I like players. I was actually the only team I was an actual fan of in Pittsburgh was the Penguins because we could get to a couple of those games. You couldn't get into Steelers games if you didn't have money or know the right people. Hockey, you could get into a couple of the games in the igloo. Okay, so I became a big fan had the starter jacket and we had a baseball team in pittsburgh they're named the pittsburgh pirates and they were the worst fucking team in the league my entire childhood basically 25 straight years losing seasons they just absolutely stink all the old heads in pittsburgh would tell these glory days stories about how the pirates were good and whatever as i was growing up as we were growing up they were the fucking worst and as you looked at the owners you're like you're watching these owners and they're they're not doing anything i i started looking around the baseball space i didn't play baseball but i didn't mind watching it and i saw these new york yankees and this owner was like hey this guy will spend all the money they would put graphics up on espn on sports center back when everybody used to watch that because it was an amazing show they would put graphics up there and it would say this is the salary or payroll for the new york yankees and this is the payroll for the other team and i think they were trying to say like this is unfair or whatever in my eyes i was like oh there's a team that is trying to fucking win and there's a team that's like oh we're trying to uh, we're trying to do this in the right way i love a team that says hey listen from the top all the way down to the bottom every person in there is we're going all in i know you don't have to spend the most money to go all in i know that there's different ways to do it but when i see these teams getting active and making moves i absolutely love it i have a lot of respect for it i understand not everybody can do it because of uncle cove and everything like that but with what they're doing with signing bonuses for the the salary becoming signing bonus in these voidable years it feels like everybody could potentially make some moves if they really wanted to i wonder how the nfl is going to put a button on that little clause that has been taken advantage of here uh who knows as we go forward tonight march madness begins yeah, there's a lot to talk about we got a lot going on in the world if you haven't entered in to our march madness live app bracket you're an absolute stooge now if you have entered in you know the competition is for second place mm-hmm. I filled out a perfect bracket just two days ago. So right now we're sitting at like 38,000 entries, 38,000 entries. And the clause was we'll give away $51,000 to the winner of the bracket bonanza. So mm-hmm. I'll be giving myself $51,000 because oh, wow. I filled out a perfect well, bracket. That's that's I'm going to win. So no, you'll be in it to me. No, but no, is no. your bracket the same as mine? Because well, I filled out a perfect Yeah, but bracket. I got the final score exactly right. So no, I'll share the money oh, with you guys. No, anyways, it's, it's not, not as robust as Zito's mom. You know, oh, oh, right. So, boy. like, all this. All you're hearing right now is noise, and you don't need to worry about that. What you need to worry about is what's real, okay? What is real is $51,000 is going to the winner of our bracket bonanza. If we become, now, listen, I've said this in a series, okay? Uh So if we become the largest bracket on the March Madness Live app brought to you by Capital One, if we, we are not sponsored by Capital One, we're just telling you the app is, and we are learning in a hard way that they are, they are in charge of this whole thing. If we become the biggest bracket on the app, it'll go to $75,000. Okay. okay. This is what I've been saying since the beginning. Yeah. And then if we surpass 50,000 entries, which we've been saying for a long time now, impossible. Not going to no happen. Way. Not going to happen. 
it'll go to a hundred thousand mm. dollars. So now what we're learning is there is a chance we're going to get to 50,000 entries. Yeah. Okay. 12,000 more people need to enter before tomorrow at noon or whatever. We thought it was tonight. It's not because the way the brackets filled out is you just get whoever gets in there in your bracket. So it's until now. There's a good chance we're going to get to 50,000, nice. but we're not going to be the biggest bracket on the app. Oh. So what do we do then? Because there was a protocol. Yeah. Yeah. Was there not? If this, <laughs> then this. If that, then hundred grand. Right. That's right. I mean, Standard you, logic. Exactly. Uh-huh. You can't check the third box off yeah. if the second and box exactly. hasn't been checked as, off. Yeah. So, as the, as the winner gold. here, okay. I, I, 51,000 is fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty nice. That's very nice. That's very nice of you. But it doesn't fucking matter because you're going to lose. And you're Canadian. No Canadians oh, can yeah. be a part yeah, of this. Yeah, you can't enter. Can't so yeah. that is not our rule. That is Capital One's right. March Madness Live yeah. Apps rules, not ours. No. Okay. Take that up with them. Uh-huh. We did not make those rules. Our rules are for, hey, you know, we did a little digging into our stats here over the last couple of weeks. Oh. The business, the everything like that. Hey, hey, we're doing okay. Okay. Nice. It's been a fun time to do that. Do you know about 20% of our views are international? Really? Yeah. It's a regional show, though. We're only 80% American. Okay. Huh. 20% international. Huh. 100%. Why the fuck are people watching? Hell yeah. You know what I mean? A lot of that going on. I did not expect that. So maybe our bracket is a little bit at a disadvantage because you're taking away, what, one-fifth of our audience can't even enter our bracket because you guys say, build that wall. That's what they said, basically, Jeez. with this Mark Madness Live app. And that's one thing, you know, I'm not happy about it, but you can get an illegal VPN thing that will get you yeah. into America. Yeah. You can mm-hmm. enter for sure. I don't know how we'll be able to send you the money. Maybe it'll be uh, Bitcoin. Hell. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, we should have put that in there. Probably get more entries. One coin. Uh. And by the way, we've attempted, that is not a quick operation. Of no, 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 no. no. I just want to let you know, buying Bitcoin is not just like, I want a Bitcoin, I get a Bitcoin. There's a full process. Takes time. Pulling weeds. Well, I want to know, like, do I get it at the, when I first? When get, you first inquired? Considered getting mm. in. Excuse me, whenever I sent the I would like one, and now that I got three and a half weeks of bullshit to deal with, am mm-hmm. I getting it at, at when I sent the email, or is it whenever they fucking figure out that I deserve a Bitcoin? Well, I mean, if you have it in writing and they, they try to backdoor you, I'm sure you could sue the guy. Yeah, so. but who who do you sue? That's the thing. Mr. Bitcoin. Mr. Well, Coin. yeah, uh, what's his name? Oh, oh man. Ho, uh, James Coyne. Hondi uh, Sunsuri no, or something? No, no, it's a <laughs> Japanese name. It is not the easy. It's a Winklevoss. Owned the, the, by the way, they're potentially a part of this whole problem, <laughs> the Winklevi. All right? Mm-hmm. But anyways, you'll get the money. And if it gets to 50000 we'll give away $100,000. we will be the fifth largest fucking bracket on the thing i we lose in the end but i win in the end because i'm just giving myself the money i'll have to deal with the taxes i guess but this is quite a situation we have we hope you enter we hope you enjoy yourself also before tonight's michigan state ucla game you have to listen this is a this is a this is a sternly stated recommendation if you are in a state that has the FanDuel Sportsbook app available, and I know that's not all of them. I think it's only like seven or something at this point. And this is not going for Tennessee because your regulator said no to this particular Jeez. thing. So that's not on FanDuel or us. That's on the people making the rules down there. There is a free bet tonight on FanDuel Sportsbook on the app. that Spread the Love campaign, which is something um, that was created uh, when we were added to FanDuel. 
it was our idea. It has become an incredible thing, okay? It's like team betting, basically. Yeah. It's team betting. I asked, like, hey, is there any way we can do a team bet situation? We'll look into it. They had to do a bunch of things because the regulators are very difficult because everything has to be, you know, very dialed in because there's a lot of money at play, a lot of people gambling. The more people that gamble on, or bet on something, the larger the spread gets. It's called spread love because guess what you're doing? You're, you're, you're spreading love. Hey, so yeah. we did this with uh, Colts game. We did this with... Uh, IU Hoosiers, I believe, over Purdue. They've done this in other states, and it's gone to the thing. We're at 100 and what, 15 or 117? 120. 120. Wow. 120 and a half right now. Every 2,500 people that hit this, it'll go up a point. This thing is free money going into March Madness. If the Michigan State Spartans, presented by Rocket Mortgage, yep. lose by more than 120 and a half points, I will personally refund everybody their 50 bucks. <laughs> okay, wow. there Let's we go. go. Okay. I don't have that Thank money. You. I'm going to have to wash dishes and shit to yeah. get that done. Yeah. They're not going to lose. But oh, I don't oh, care. They're not going to lose. Stay out of this. Foxy will split it with you. Stay out of this. What I'm saying is, I'm not saying the win-lose. No, no, I am not. No, 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 no. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Let that son bitch do that. But if they lose by more than whatever this spread is, I will... With the help of Connor, yep, mm-hmm. and Ty, yep, and Diggs, yeah, yeah. and oh, Diggs is out. Tony. Zito, I'm in. Mansuri, I don't Foxy, no. Nick is definitely out. Gumpy, no chance. He's Canadian, can't even do it. Sure. We will pay everybody their fifty bucks back. So this is a guarantee. You're going to win fifty bucks going into March Madness. Shout out to FanDuel. Shout out to you. And to be honest, shout out to us for saying. It's a it's a win win. Yep. Yeah. We'll reimburse you if they get beat by what, hundred and thirty five or whatever it closes out. Don't be afraid to double down on UCLA catching a couple points either. Ooh. Oh, you're saying, hey, here's a little sports bet. A little yep, double insight. Yep, yep, yep. Get fifty bucks going into March Madness though. Get fifty bucks going into life. Get fifty bucks back into maybe restaurants opening and you're just get fifty bucks out of this thing. Yeah. You're gonna want it over Take the, the next money. few days here. <laughs> yeah. You know, which is an issue because Fox at Guaranteed Michigan State tonight. All the boys here, by the way. Ty, Connor, Diggs, Gumpy, all the boys. We appreciate you guys listening and watching wherever you may be. Uh, I He told me in Michigan, Foxy, correct me if I'm wrong here. Foxy grew up in Michigan, diehard Michigan State fan. Yep. In Michigan, it's January, February, okay. Izzo, April, May, June, mm-hmm. July, August, September, October, November, December, January, February, Izzo. Oh. Rocket Mortgage. You don't bet against Tom Izzo in March, Pat. Rocket Mortgage April. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get to a break. So I put a lot of money on that just because of what Foxy said. Just so my misery tomorrow, when his little bullshit narrative that he talked me into cost me a lot of money, that's why I did it. Sure, you take it out on him. Said it was the biggest lock he's ever handed out. He actually, he put it, he raised his finger to it on his computer screen Mm -hmm. and then told the entire office, Biggest lock I've ever made. Uh-huh. And then went into this whole January, February <laughs> Izzo speech. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Fortunately, he said the same thing before the Maryland game. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he nah. did. But this one was a good delivery. It was. It, it does feel like he's moving the goalposts a little bit. <laughs> yep. But this one feels real. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now is one of those, a Super Bowl champion, a pro bowler, all pro, Iowa legend. Ladies and gentlemen, Dallas Clark. Yeah! Yeah! boy down. What's up, boys? How are you, pal? I'm great, man. How are you? Hey, not too shabby. You look fantastic. How's uh, how's Iowa? We farming? We chilling? What's going on out there? 
Calving. You know what that means, Pat? Do you know what calving means? Well, it's spring, so obviously this is the birth time of year for, uh, you know, the cows mm-hmm. and things like that. That's what spring is. we got foxes coming onto our property every single day. It's probably the same. Your West Virginian education is coming through, man. I love it. I love it. Yeah, uh, so we got rain in the forecast for the next five days, and and I got cows that mamas that are looking a little and it's always always bad weather it's always cold it's always rainy not ideal to have a child yeah let alone a cow yeah. in uh in, in this weather so uh, well you know yeah the, so we're dallas, that's what we're doing it's less, less dallas, dallas less please crap. please remember this though Rain makes corn. Corn makes whiskey. Rain is a good thing, Dallas. Rain is a good thing. Rain is a good thing. All right, your hair is you sticking out hey, in the front. Hey, you, need you know what? Out. Thank you. Totally changed my. Pres- I, I I have the wrong attitude. We need this rain. Yeah. Thank you for. Thanks, Pat, for educating me on that. Or Luke Bryan. Well, I was about to say, you know, I saw a Luke Bryan concert before Luke Bryan was Luke Bryan. And I'll tell you what, he he swiveled those hips. Mm -hmm. And then he talked about going out on the the farm. I was like, I did not expect that. (laughs) I I did not expect that out of you. But I got a lot of respect for that, man. Let's talk about you, Dallas. Right now, have you been paying attention? I know you got a lot going on over there, calving and harvest and everything like that in the 1800s or whatever. But like, Not not, not, not harvest, but but yeah, okay, yeah to grow before you harvest it but anyway well that's another show oh uh, we gotta be hey gotta be knee high by the fourth of july now <laughs> hey gotta be knee high by the fourth of july now but have you been paying attention to this free agency right now dallas uh you know i i i've i've gotten some you know read some headlines uh i know there's still um the nfl's doing well there's still a lot of money getting thrown around <laughs> you know these players are going to be okay. Um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of wild. It's, uh, I mean, I'm sure it just feeds your guys' week because this is, this is a crazy time of the year for the NFL. Bring in the Brinks truck, please. You're talking about feeding? This is called Brinks Week this week. Every time somebody gets Dude. signed, this is what happens. Go ahead and run. Dude. Yeah. It, Dude. Yeah. Okay. So here's the funny. Okay. So I have a group of uh, old, uh, older, old teammates of ours, and and a small group, and um, and you know Trent Williams just signed his like just huge contract, right? And so a fellow offensive lineman chose to uh, share the headline, and 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 then with the throwing up emojis of uh, next to it, uh, with a lot of dollar bills. And I'm like, and I remind them, like, this has got to be what, like, the older players thought, like, when we were signing our contracts and we thought we were cool. And uh, and just blink of an eye, and now we're sitting in those shoes of, like, good Lord, like, guaranteed money is, like, what our contracts were worth. You yeah. know, it's just insane. It's just, it, you know, it just shows the growth of the game. Um, you know, kudos to the players and all that stuff, uh, and, and, and all that, but man, alive is money just, it is the Brinkster. I mean, we, we joked about that in the locker rooms and I mean, it is, I mean, and, and, and you, and you celebrated your fellow teammates and even, you know, opposing players, you know, getting those contracts. I, I mean, it just, it was kind of, you know, on, on a player level, like you, you applaud the, you applaud those and then, 
you know, so that that was always a good thing because, you know, deep down in your head, you're thinking, okay, when I'm up, you know, that just pushed the the needle up a little more. (laughs) The thought, Dallas, though, what you said about the guaranteed money being worth the entire contract, I I think that is something that's becoming more and more relevant in the conversation piece. Because back in the day, it was reported, it just signed for $100 million. It's like 10 million of that's guaranteed, 90 million is. If he cures cancer, okay, yeah. if he, if he yeah. cures cancer, if he somehow, if he jumps over the field goal upright after a touchdown, that'll be another million. There was a lot of that. Now I feel oh. like people are starting to learn a lot more about that. Those are kind of starting to disappear. But there's this new thing, Dallas, called voidable years. People are moving salary uh, contracts to signing bonuses, voidable years in the back end. They're making tricks up with these contracts and his money. It feels like anybody can make money happen if they really want to oh well i mean you, you look at uh um Taysom hill's uh contract and, and it you know apparently and i i haven't looked deep into it but you know i mean from from the surface it looks like my man just got a ton of money right oh yeah you know but then you read into it and i haven't but it sounds like it really wasn't you know like a, as glorified as it was and you know agents and all players, four you know, years I, all four years are voidable it says <laughs> okay yes yes okay so that's right is that true yeah it says all four years are voidable i don't even know what that means is that a contract so, did we even make an agreement i don't know i don't know what we did I mean, there did did they write it out in crayon i mean i mean what's uh i mean, I, I mean what else? yeah i so I mean, so so you know, so like things like that, you know. And here's the world we live in. Like, there's still bad agents. Um, there's still great agents. Um, and 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 there's great contracts. And there's there's that smoke and mirror contract that on the paper looks good. But if you like fast forward life in in three or five years, and you look back and okay, how much did that player really get? You know, not good. Uh, you know, because the team cut them right before when they're supposed to, you know, that, that huge spike in the in the salary, you know. So so there are tricks of the trade, and that's, you know, and that's the misconception, right? I mean, at, at, you know, long before these guaranteed monies have gone out of control, but before, like, everyone was like, oh, my gosh, you signed a $40 million, you're, you have $40 million. It's like, no. No, no, no I no, didn't. No, no, I no, wish. No. Like, I, yeah. I will get cut before <laughs> – before the team, you know, I mean, the, the very small percentage of those players actually play those out, and, and God bless them for doing it. But I mean, it's you know, there's so many tricks, and it, it you know, that's the ugly part. You know, that's the the you know, the dirty you know, the dirty uh, conversations that 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 take place. Dallas, but, uh, but Dallas. Man, Dallas, it, it's, it's it's changing your hair thing. It's doing it again. But the um, holy cow! Yeah, yeah. It's a, Thank I mean, you. No problem. I, you did it for. I, I mean, you know, there was a good forty-five seconds there where <laughs> it is it? straight up. There's, there's see, gonna be some... I, see, see. I'm just staring at you. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I understand. My eyes are just uh, uh, drawn yeah. to you, I, but well, my hair is just not. I'm captivated. Not, uh, I am. Hey, captivated. You're captivated. Yeah, but it's for the brand. It's it's for the brand. Hey, and, this and I'm is OG, by the way. Mm-hmm. For the brand. What's that local Iowa there? Yeah, that's that's the state of Iowa. That's right, baby. I see them calving down there, but Go the on. the that's a zoom in, you know, zoom out, high level conversation but, that we can have that nobody but, else can. But hold on, hold on, Dallas. Did you did you have numerous agents? Because that, that never gets talked about. Everybody always makes it sound like the player is making a bad decision when they decide to move on from the agent. I disagree. I think that there are some agents that are separators from other agents, and there used to be a protection clause in the NFLPA. I don't know if it's still there, where agents can't poach other clients or whatever. And it's like, well, there's not a lot of business conversation in the locker room. How do I know that I'm potentially being represented? 
represented by somebody that's terrible if I don't get a chance to chat with somebody else. I'm not sure if that's changed or not, but I feel like that's something that is like almost, you know, taboo to talk about. But there's good agents and there's shit agents. They're, they're, that's just how it is, Dude. you know? Dude, it's it's scary. And, and, and you know, I mean, look at where these kids are getting, you know, they're getting hounded as college students. I mean, they 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 know nothing. They they know not. I mean, they know more now than we did. I mean, just social media yeah. and just everything and just kind of, you know, word gets out and, and reputation and things like that are a little bit better known. But still, there's some snakes in the in, in the pond. But uh, but, you know, these kids are getting, you know, I hate to use the word poached or but, uh, recruited and, and all that stuff. And, you know, think of what's being said then, right? You know, and, and, and what promises and, and, you know, thing. this is the one thing, like, I love, like, you know, because we had, we had, you know, we had a certain, you know, couple of agents uh, come to the University of Iowa. And at the time I came out, like, we were legit. I mean, we, we had, like, you know, some, some, some dudes. And, and so we were kind of uh, had, a, you know, every team was at our pro day and all that stuff. And so agents were, were definitely uh, knocking on our doors. And, and no Coach Ferris let a few agents come in and talk to us. And, you know, it's it's just interesting how certain styles, uh, you know, but certain styles attract certain players. Uh, like, for instance, one agent felt necessary, you know, to, you know, take clients to Vegas and, and to do all these things. Oh, and it's like, he's trying to get it's me. like, dude, <laughs> he's not taking you to Vegas on his dime. Like, he will get that money from you somehow, some way. I, I don't, don't, like, like, you're going to make enough money. You can take your own self to Vegas yeah, and yeah. pay for it and yeah. get what you want. You know, so it's just, it's just, it's just sad that, to see these players kind of get, uh, kind of duped into into some some bad situations. And and I'm not trying to dog all these agents. No, it's not all like of I said, them. It's not all of them. There's some, yeah. there there are some really really good ones, but man. Tell you what, it, 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 there's some bad ones where the, all they see are dollar signs when they look at these athletes, and that's not the relationship that an athlete should have with their agent. I mean, it, it's 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 a partnership. It's a business, but man. It, it it should be more than that. It's a business, and any business goes whenever both sides are with each other, you know. And it, it's I now I've had numerous agents, and when you're a punter who is also trying to, you know, potentially build a network or become something uh, outside of football that hasn't really happened for the punting position before. Whenever I'd go talk with an agent or whatever, and I would, I, I understood the business. At this point, I'd already done like a stand-up tour. I'd already had my own show. I'd already had a merch business. I'd already done marketing. I'd already done all this. So I'm going to talk to these guys, and they're like, in football, this is what we're going to do. We're going to get you at the right spot, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, cool. We'll, we'll deal with that later, right? And, yeah. and I have thoughts, too, about the football thing, but let's talk off the field. And then they start yeah. laying out their business. Man, I'm like, oh, you don't have a clue what you're fucking talking about. And that guy reps like... <laughs> 20 people and i'm like oh my god like we need and do i tell everybody that the guy that you're working with no it's a very interesting thing right now it's real too. oh real. It, is, it, it is real and the money is real and that's what's drawing all these people and and like i said you know it's 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 a it's a business where you know just um just kind of more moral concepts and you know just kind of values uh can get easily skewed and 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 just kind of yeah. it's just ugly it just gets ugly and, and these poor athletes just you know and i hate to say that the athletes aren't you know totally blameless and things like that you know because you, you know because the athletes are probably barking in there you're like i deserve this i you know i should get this and this is what i want and 
you know, and they're they're the middleman, and they have to try to you know please that, and and then you know. Yeah, but also find- Dallas, they got business with the person. They got to do business later. So is there a, who's set, who's speaking for who oh. there? Oh, oh. man, because I yeah. got relayed a message. Okay, I got relayed a message during my first negotiation. Okay, and the message was like, "Hey, I didn't draft you. There is no loyalty here, or whatever." And I said, "We'll send this message back, right?" So I I said I would like this message to get relayed back, and it was. I thought it was a pretty well laid out fuck you message. You know what I mean? Like, I, I thought it was pretty good. And I, I, so I asked immediately, I was like, did you, did you send my message back or whatever? And he was like, I did not do that or whatever. I was like, why not? And he was like, we don't want to burn the bridge, blah, blah. I got franchise tag 20 minutes later or something like that. So it was like, Come on. you know, there was like an entire situation. I'm like, I wish you would have said that though, because maybe, you know, me hitting the market, maybe we can come back. Jim Irsay, the whole business thing, but it's just a very, they got business ties. It's, Business is oh. a wild world. That's why you got to have calves and cows because those things <laughs> you sell them at the fair and you're off and running. What do you got, Ty? Dallas, do you have they any... won't they won't stab you in the back? No, they won't. They won't. Dallas, do you have any kind of relationship with any of the current Iowa tight ends that are uh, in the league right now? And w- why do you think that so many guys from Iowa have been successful at tight end in the NFL over the last like 20, 25 years? We're just better than everyone. <laughs> really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I mean, do you want me to a- elaborate? Like, no, that no, yeah, that's good enough answer. answer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Next question. No, okay, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I formed, uh, I was able to um, work with uh, TJ and Noah Fant. Uh, I mean, that was just like the dynamic duo of all. I mean, never, never again will there be fir- two first tight end or first round tight ends on one team. I mean, that just is unheard of. You know what? I dare you, Alabama. I dare you to do that. Like, come on, let's see, let's see you do that. But, um, uh, but you know, um, uh, even when uh, Kittle George was coming out, um, you know, just had good conversations with him and his dad, and just talking about what George needs to work on and things like that, and have continued these relationships. And and you know, obviously, I'm always there for him. Like I told him, I'm like, I'm like, I'm a nine sixteenth wrench. Like if you need. You know, I, I can what? help you if you come to me, but, you know, but I can't, I'm not going to just be checking in and be like, hey, you need to work on this or, hey, I saw this. You know, I'm not going to do that because you got You're a what? You're a nine-sixteenths wrench? Yeah. Okay. Is that what you guys, you guys just say that to each other out there in Iowa? If, like, yeah. Because if you don't know that, like pretty much every bolt, I mean, probably 80% of bolts are nine-sixteenths. And so it's just kind of a, it's just a, it's a wrench that you always have to no, have. No, I know that. I was just talking about other people. <laughs> Obviously, you don't need it because you, you'll call someone and, and they'll have it. That is true. <laughs> hey, by the way, if my cow was about to give birth, we would also yep. we'd be calling somebody into that. It's raining. Okay, well, is that a more is that more money then? I mean, how do we get this done, Connor? What do you have? Yeah, Dallas. The uh, Patriots added two top tier tight ends with Hunter Henry and John New Smith. How much does that benefit the offense to have not only one of one guy but two of them? I think I think uh, the Patriots had a uh, a long hard look this year at themselves, uh, and 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 they had a few extra uh, weeks without being in the playoffs, and which is unheard of, and just kind of really, you know, I, I know there's a lot of people out there rejoicing in that, you know, but obviously as a Patriot, if you're a Patriot fan, then you, you know you're you're swimming and trying to you know find land to to, to land on because yeah. right now. The, the sturdy ground that they stood on for so many years has finally started shaking, right? And w- when I see that, what I see is just, you know, Belichick kind of going back 
to their old roots, going back to yeah. what, you know, the Aaron Hernandez, Rob Gronkowski, you know, dynamic duo. You know, I think that's when they made their now hay. let's hope, um, you know, let's hope. You know. Well, yeah, exactly. You know, so <laughs> so that's, uh, you know, so they're, they're you know, I think they're everybody. going back to, you know, where they were most dominant, where they're more balanced, where they're most effective is having kind of that two tight end, uh, being able to stay in that set and, uh, and, and really kind of keep, Defenses balance, keep uh, and have them be able to do what they want to do and kind of call the shots uh, where before they just, you know, they're just trying to find a weapon, trying to find someone to, to, right. to, and with, to, put, with you you know, tight to ends, put the offense on. And with you tight ends, there's a lot of, e- I don't want to say easy completions because you've made some great catches, but there's ways that the offense with play action, everything can set up those tight ends, which I assume they're going to do. I, I mean, it just feels like. Well, when, when you have two uh, pass receiving, but also, I mean, these, these cats are unique. I mean, they're not just 100% pass receiving. I mean, both can block. Yeah. Uh, both are, you know, both are very uh, um, uh, adversity. You know, jeez, uh, um, uh, vers- versatile. Jeez, uh, help me, help me out there, Pat. Cows, cows. I was going to. They're both cows, cows. Yeah, cows, Cabin, cows, cows. Cow, yeah. Uh, they're both <laughs> versatile. Where, you know, exactly what you want in that position is be able to not just be that typical Y blocker, but also, you know, not to be just that H guy kind of flexing them out and, and, and not really have to block any defensive ends or linebackers. So mm. they will be able to ha- do more with that and play off the play action f- pass. That helps the running game. That just kind of, that's, that's the, been the foundation of their offense for, for all the years that they've won the Super Bowl. Dallas, you're going to love this, I think. Okay. And okay. Uh, are you, you're not in there yet. It's probably going to take a little bit because there's a lot of guys from the team you're on, but going to be a member of the Colts ring of honor. I assume at some point, right? Are you there yet? No, I am. Yeah. What have you gotten in yet? No, there's a long list of way before me, pal. There, yeah, there's a I, long I, list. That I, I team you guys were on, that team you guys were on, there's a lot of guys. Probably that text message group you're in, if I had to guess. But anyway, I'm behind you. No, 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 no way. Uh, but Carson Wentz gave his first press conference today, speaking as a quote quarterback. And there's a couple quotes I think you would enjoy. I'm reading them now for the first time because they're coming in literally as we speak. Wentz says, Holy cow, this is. This is this is live news. Like this is like yeah. now news. Yeah, it's a Daily Show. Dallas this is what happens. This is big, this Come on, is big time. Uh, I, Carson I've never Wentz. been a part of like news that's happening now. Yeah, they, so, hey, I'll, I'll, Iowa I'll though they do say a couple days behind. Uh-huh. Now here we are. You Facetime two, in news. Two days. Two days. Now we're news on time, which is great. By the way, I, shout out to I'm everybody. Not, hey, by the way, my my family won't be able to see this interview until Saturday. Well, that's what, I, that's what I was about to say. Shout out to everybody in Iowa. I hope you're having a happy Saturday. March Madness, we're right in the middle yeah. of this thing. Go Hawks. Uh, go Hawks. Play tonight. Go Hawks. Number two, baby. Two seed. Let's go. Uh, we'll talk about that here in a second. But Wentz is saying, I'm a competitor, and I want nothing but to win. And I know that's the culture here. I am not a perfect human being. I'm going to make mistakes. I've made some mistakes in the past, but I won't be perfect. I'm telling everyone that right now for his struggles last season great question a lot i would like to do different from last year so this is an interesting time because obviously the colts were in on matthew stafford allegedly if any of the reports that are normally fully bullshit or true or not they were allegedly in there carson Wentz with the frank Reich tie-in everybody just assumed this was going to happen it seemed like it was maybe a little bit of a negotiation process he comes to be our quarterback with frank reich he has played he got in on ursay's big boy by the way he came in on ursay's big jet dallas and i I have seen that plane, actually. Dallas, have you seen that plane? I have not. 
not. I have not. Uh, I saw it uh, when Peyton uh, sent the the picture of him and his son going to the Super Bowl. Oh no, that's not and- that plane. That's not that plane. That's not that. That's not that plane. Carson did not get that plane. <laughs> no, no. Carson did okay. not get that plane. Okay, I've been, I've been on this plane then. Yeah, this is the Pro Bowl plane. I think you went on, right? Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, and and the getting drafted uh, in the first round—that's what happened. Yeah, no big deal. You, hey Pat, Pat, get that plane. You, okay. Is there an Uber? Uh, uh, yeah. okay. uh-huh. All right, Jeez. okay. I did. I okay, had to get it. I I actually drove myself. Uh, thank you and. <laughs> Carl, that's funny. Okay. The, um, but Carson, thank you. Carson Wentz though. I mean, this is a, this is a massive shot by Chris Ballard and Frank Reich. If he's back to playing in his form, he could be the quarterback for the Colts for the next 10 years. If he stinks again, though, Frank and Chris are going to look, I think this is going to potentially look because expectations from Ursay have always been Super Bowl. Now he's even more loud with it. I mean, that's his thing. I don't know how this plays out. If he doesn't come back, they're just assuming he's going to, what are your thoughts on Carson Wentz? Well, obviously, there has been there. There was a lot of film study. There was a lot of yeah. discussion uh, with Frank and Ballard and 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 the powers of be. I mean, I think those guys don't make that move unless they feel very, very good with what they saw and 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 you know, stirring up the reasons, kind of justifying the reasons why by Chris uh by, by by Wentz and 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 um and by Carson I think he you know I think it's easy to see that things weren't good over there and so you know so he wasn't in a healthy spot he wasn't healthy you know it just a lot of things uh you, you could justify and I think you know I think them signing him put you know kind of obviously decided what they came up with they came up with that hey if this guy has our offensive line if he has our our weapons, he has our defense. Um, you know, we can win with the guy, and and plus the relationship that Frank already has with him. I mean, it it's it, it and also the let's go back to last year. Like I don't know what people were expecting from Philip Rivers, but that dude, I loved, it. I loved what he did for the Colts. I mean, I cannot believe Man, that well, that guy came in. <laughs> With the year that we had with COVID, all that stuff, you know, limited reps, limited, uh, you know, field time. Yeah. To come in and win, to take us to the Super or to to the playoffs, like, it just was unbelievable. I mean, I I, I just, you know, I I know obviously we have higher goals and all that, but I mean, kudos to Phillip Rivers, which. Coach. No. That guy -hmm. guy crushed our so many dreams of ours, like, early, you know, so it's hard to, like, Hey, you know, it was awesome. You know, right? Him and him and Cyphers got me drafted. Him and Cyphers actually were the reason. I, him and the punter got me drafted. Literally, the year before was that game where Cyphers had ten inside the ten or whatever, and it you guys you guys lost to uh, uh, San Diego at the time or whatever. And Hunter Smith, they were like, "Not your fault, but we got to do something." It was like <laughs> well, that was the something that happened to come in there. The, the Colt killer, like he just was—he just, good lord, we'd go out there and just like battles and just could not play. It just always, anyway. Let's not. Let's. No, no, it's not on that. Yeah, happy time. You um, did great. You think Carson yeah. will do the same though? You think Carson will lead him to the playoffs, get some wins here, and then maybe uh, become full time here as a Colt? Well, I, I I like what you said before. I like that he could come into you know, kind of come into his own. You know, I think he still has, and and you know the fact that he points out like. I'm not perfect. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm just like, I'm, I'm trying to figure out like, where has he felt like he needs to be perfect? Like, like <laughs> this game, you know, 
like I, like I told you, field goal kickers are the only ones that can be perfect in this game, right? Like you can be three for three. Like everyone else, all the real athletes, we're never perfect. All right, that's and the show. So, hey. That's the show. Ladies that's, and gentlemen, that's the show. That's the show. That's the show. Hey, it was a great appearance by you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Dallas Clark. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I think he's going to you – know, that's, that, that's the upside – Am I still on there? Or are we at commercial? No, no, no. You're live. You're so good. Why am I talking to, no, am yeah. I talking to myself? Um, you know, I think that's the upside with Carson. I, I think he is young enough where, like, you can kind of, you know, you can kind of see, like, man, he could be the guy. He could be our guy. Like, he could get, get back athletic, in that little form. And, he's athletic. You know, let's go. He's athletic. He loves hunting. He, he loves it. I think he's going to love Indiana. I, I think it's a oh. real, it could be, but he could still be broken, Dallas. That's the, ladies and gentlemen, legend from Iowa in the middle of calving season. Dallas Gold. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. What? What were you shaking your head for? What did I get wrong? I might probably have two calves on the ground right now. Just go save them. I'm more worried about you, Pat, well, and your show, and, and 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 your ratings. I mean, we got we got it's March. Like let, let's go. Well, we and, need to talk about the Hawkeyes. Come well, on. the good thing about that is the calves will hear this two days from now and they'll understand yeah. that it was well worth it because you were up. Oh, thank you, Dallas. You're the best. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. As Dallas Clark gets back to tending his calves that are popping out of full mama cows. We have some breaking news. Somebody got paid. Somebody got broken off. Mike Garofolo is reporting. Former Ravens center Mike Matt Skura is headed to the Dolphins on a one-year deal. His agent, David Cantor, says, all right, Dolphins, get in the game. Dolphins, get in the game. Here we go. Here we go. Huh? Big. Here we go. Hey. Hey, here hey. we go. Here we go. Hey. Dolphins have big have been big in the unloading game. Unloading yeah. uh-huh. game. We don't need it. We don't want it. See you later. Get out of here. You were good, not good enough. This is what we want to do. <laughs> we potentially are now a piece of and we have talked about this before, and we thought Brian Flores was potentially the debunker of this theory. Mm-hmm. With all that we know about Bill Belichick, okay? How out of mind is it to think? that he sends Mangini to Cleveland to bury Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. He sends Matt Patricia to Detroit to bury Detroit. Kill he him. sends Bill O'Brien to Houston to bury Houston. Shut it down. He sent Beefalo down to Miami. Now, they had a run, but it appears as if he's potentially a, kind of a sleeping cell down there. Mm-hmm. He's about to bury. Is that something that's happening, or will anybody have success once they get out? Josh McDaniels, Denver, see you later. Get out of here. I'll go on a plane to Indy, delay the head coaching search, turn back around, I'm not doing it. I think this is still potentially all orchestrated by Bill, and that has to stink yeah. when you're in the division and he's doing it to you potentially. Gumpy, you don't deserve that, pal. I mean, if this guy does well, we'll just pay him and cut him. He'll end up on the Patriots next year playing against us while we pay him. It's brilliant. <laughs> love it. It's a good player. I mean, how, he's, he's been starting for the Ravens for the it's last It's great. Years. He's I a good player, it. by the way. We need a center. I love it. But this Van Noy thing is so fucking stupid. Well, hey, there's a plan. You just don't understand it yet. Joining us now is a man who's diehard Dolphin fan, this guy. Yeah. Huge. I wonder if it's still happening. Host of the Man to Man podcast and also a man celebrating his birthday today. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, Darius Butler. Yeah. Diehard Dolphins fan. Diehard. I like that. Hey, happy birthday, Darius. We uh, appreciate you spending some time here. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, birthday, birthday. Appreciate that, fellas. 
Um, you're taking. I don't want to. I don't want to be the one that uh, you know does the whole aging thing. But you're taking. Uh, you're taking another trip around the sun here. What did we learn last trip around the sun that we're going to carry into this particular year, Darius? So happy birthday! Birthdays are always a great day for reflection, Darius. What are we taking into the next trip around the big hot fire in the sky? Yeah, man. So last year, actually, the whole world shut down oh, right yeah. before my birthday. Like literally, I had a nice party planned, nice little function and everything shut down. So I was like, that was the world telling me, sit down, reflect, oh, see what's important, nice. who's important. I had to shut down the rest of you guys, too. But I learned a lot, man. I think we all did this last year, man. Um, but it's seriousness, just family, man, just the people that are important to you. Obviously, um, experienced some great, great, cool things. Went on WWE. I was a part of the Rookie of the Year. Which, hey, come on, man. Let's I, go! I so, uh, just a lot of different – started the podcast, got a lot of new things going on. So, um, last year was actually pretty good to me, man. I've uh, been, been very fortunate. Well, we're thankful that you joined our show. I'm thankful you had my back. Congrats on winning Rookie of the Year last yeah, year. You deserved it. You earned it. Okay, let's get into some football stuff here, Darius. Uh, the Dolphins look like they they are uh, potentially going backwards, which is a shame for you. But let's talk about some other teams that are making some real moves, okay? The New England Patriots, a team that drafted you, Bill Belichick, just dishing out cash. I don't think he's done yet. Do you think there's a chance he's in play for a big trade? There's some Patriot fans that believe he's potentially going to go get Deshaun or maybe even Russell. What do you think you see out of Bill? And did this take you by surprise as it did everybody else as somebody that played for New England at the very beginning of your career? Yeah, I, I don't see him going for a big trade, especially not with Deshaun. I don't think Stop. I don't think Nick, Nick, Nick lets Deshaun go to New England. Nowhere in hell. Um, I don't see Russ leaving Seattle either. Sorry. Um, you know, Cam, I'm I'm you know what? I'm I'm still bullish on Cam, man. I think Cam another year removed away from the injury. Uh, another uh, a real offseason now with Josh McDaniels and then actually having some weapons. You got your defense coming back as well with some new pieces on that team. I'm excited for this Patriot teams, man. I think I think I think they're back, man. I think they're back. They're just that quick. Hold on. You, now, there's conversations that Stephon Gilmore has been on the trading block. He has one year left on his contract. They're not going to pay him what he's going to command in free agency after this year. That's allegedly why he's potentially going to get traded. Now, Hightower, mm -hmm. right? Hightower is the last one remaining of the opt-outs, basically, after Patrick Trung retires Tired, and yeah. Cannon gets traded out there. They bring in Kyle Van Noy. How, do you, you think with the moves that they made, in the existing team with Cam Newton, you think the Patriots all the way back, huh? Yeah, you're 100 in. I, I would say I would say the Patriots right now are a contender in my book. Um, you Let's got go. you got the Chiefs, and after the Chiefs, I mean, it's a conversation with the Bills, the the Patriots. In my opinion, because of, I mean, the Bills don't put any fear in anybody in, in that locker room's heart. They had a good year last year. Um, it's not like Cam is like some young guy that he's trying to figure out how to play, play football. He's won an MVP. He's appeared in the Super Bowl. He got a lot of talented guys that are used to winning, getting Kyle Van Noy back in the system that he's comfortable with. Um, he's back hungry again, I'm sure. Um, you got you signed a Green Goblin. You got Judah. You brought in your two tight ends. You know you know how they do with the tight end sets. I mean, everything's kind of kind of coming together for the uh, the big bad empire again. It should be uh, – I mean, I, I guarantee you coaches and GMs around the league it stinks. 
shin bricks right now. Yeah, it sticks. Right. I mean, you're watching this guy who's the most old school guy of all time <laughs> just completely say the old school model that you guys are all doing is fucking, it's done. Okay, COVID <laughs> has happened. We can just buy, bring in whatever we want to do. We can flux with the salary cap however we want. Voidable years, salary cap, uh, signing bonuses. We can just make this whole thing a bunch of bullshit. I love what they're doing. There's a player, though, that I would like to get your opinion on who I think you know, you will be able to speak about better than most. You played corner in the league, then you moved to safety, you played nickel as well. You basically played everywhere in the back end. That's why the man-to-man podcast with you and Antoine Bethea is awesome because you guys have so much so much experience from a position that doesn't really get talked about that much, and that's a secondary. Yep. Um, Patrick Peterson just signed a deal with the Vikings for $10 million a year. Now, for one year, for $10 million. It was alleged, I would assume it was his people reporting to the sources, that people are looking at him still to be a man-to-man corner, this whole thing. Do you think, and I watched Patrick Peterson play a lot last year because I was a big Cardinals fan. I bet on them a lot because I thought Kyler was just electrifying and he could get going. There were some times where Patrick Peterson last year <laughs> was not Patrick Peterson, okay? And yeah. there, was, there were some times, though, where Patrick Peterson was still Patrick Peterson, like one of the greatest athletes to ever play the game. Returner, wide receiver, corner, you know, he did everything. But do you see this being a corner deal, man-to-man, or do you think he moves to safety? Do you think they're, what do you think they're going to do with him in Minnesota? Because the Vikings fans are excited for him. I think they should be. But if he's man-to-man still, I think if it's anything like last year, there's a chance something could happen. Yeah, he, he he's he's brought there to be a corner. I don't see. I know uh, he's a big corner, uh, but I don't see his game translating to a guy um, that plays safety. I, I personally don't see it. Um, I kind of saw it with C. Wood. You saw it with other guys, but I don't see, see what uh, Pat P. kind of going down. Like he's a man-to-man guy on a one-year deal. Um, obviously, he's made a ton of money over his career. You know, he was eight for eight out of the gate for Pro Bowls. He's not that same guy anymore. Uh, but he's he's there to show those young guys. that got a lot of he drafted two young corners, I believe, last year who, who kind of struggled, which you know young corners will. So he's coming there to be CB one, in my opinion. You got Gladney, um, who's a, who's a good player coming out of TCU, and I think they got the kid out of uh, Mississippi State as well. I can't think of his name, but uh, two good young corners. You got you, you know a vet to come in and play that position. Still got Harrison Smith at safety, playing at a very high level. You got on uh, the other safety that's a free agent. So um. Yeah, he's coming there to be a piece for that defense. He, listen, I have the utmost respect for Patrick Peterson. We changed our entire punting style because he was returning punts. <laughs> like, I have a lot of, but last year it felt like the potential islandness of Patrick Peterson was going to change. Like, as you get older, is there a chance that you just have to, like, is there a conversation you have to have where you're like, okay, I can't play the exact same that I played maybe two, three years ago. Because corner, you have to be the greatest athlete on the field. You, you're reacting yeah. to the other greatest athletes on earth. They already know what they're doing. They, they, it's set up for you to fail. You just have to react and read and everything like that. And as you get older, I think there's a chance that that could change, right? Am I wrong in thinking that? And what do oh, you no, think it, he'll do to, to kind of maybe adjust that? Because he is great, one of the greatest athletes we've ever seen. Yeah, it definitely changes. Like you say, you can't expect guys to do what what pat p has done um you know forever and he's done it for a decade he was a guy who traveled with number ones you know he went you know right left in the slot and it wasn't a lot of guys doing that um you know revis would do it here and there but it wasn't a lot of guys doing what pat p did for a long time but it does uh come a point in your career where you know you can't be that guy anymore you have to have that conversation with yourself first and foremost and then obviously the, the coaches and the schemes and things like that um have to have to fit as well but i think um you know 
Pat P is still a very good corner. I mean, he got a one-year deal for $10 million. You know, quarterback, yeah. starting quarterbacks now are getting $10 million, yeah. um, to play with this salary cap. So he's getting good money, so they still expect a lot out of him. I still expect Pat P to have a good year, but I definitely don't expect, you know, the P2 of, you know, year four, year five. Well, and by the way, you can't just like yeah. – there's, there's zero way to do that. I, I think I – watching him, you know, just all the way for, since LSU, I mean, he was just – he was awesome. He never gets mm-hmm. talked about, by the way. He, P2, Patrick, he yeah. never gets talked about, right, in the, in the whole conversation, I think because he just does his work, does his thing. In last yep. year, I think a couple of the games I watched, I was like, that's not, that's not. Oh, it is. <laughs> okay, that, 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 that is. I didn't expect that because, I mean, I'm excited to see what he does in Minnesota. And, by the way, that's a very defensive-minded place. So it's yep. not like they're, you know, just throwing darts at like, oh, I hope he's still good. It's mm-hmm. like, no, they, they feel he's going to be a stud. I hope so because – he was awesome to watch play. What do you got, Connor? Yeah, Deepa, now that you have broken down Sam Darnold, can you please tell us, does he, as offensive coaches say, stink, bro, or is he kind of good? <laughs> yeah, we need to hear this, by the way, because we feel there's a chance that there's an NFL offensive assistant out there who potentially watches this show <laughs> and also listen to what you said. He stinks, bro. <laughs> you did hey, a deep they, dive. They're dialed in. They're, they're dialed in. Trust me, they're definitely dialed into the show. They're okay, definitely goodness. listening. But um, he stinks. He's, he has talent. As as of right now, Sam Darnold stinks. He stinks. He's one of those guys who needs everything around him to be pretty good, damn near great. Which you know, it doesn't make me feel great when you're talking about the quarterback position. Usually, we play with a guy like Andrew Luck, for instance. Like you drop Andrew Luck on any team, he's gonna make everybody on that team better. So um, I wouldn't put Sam Darnold in that bucket. A lot of guys are in that bucket. He can go to a system. Like I said, everything kind of has to be in place around him. Um, he definitely has the talent. And you see, you watch the film, and he makes some plays where it's like, wow, I can see why he's the number three overall pick. But then he makes too many plays that are drive killers. You know, as a quarterback, you want to end drives with kicks, extra point, uh, field goals, a punt. You don't want. And, and Sam Darnold has way too many drives at terrible position to fill. Where he turns the ball over, um, so he has to limit those to just learn. I don't see that learning curve uh, really taking place with Sam Darnold. So you're saying the consistency level? It's exciting. There's chances, but then there's yeah. too many bonehead decisions. Now, the thought though about the dummy decisions, the stooge decisions, everybody says is, well, he feels as if he's the only player on the team. He feels as if blah blah blah. He feels uh, uh, you don't buy nah. it. That's bullshit. Nah, because, I, I mean, I watch the film. I understand a lot. And on the film, if you watch it, most of the plays that I broke down, uh, most of the plays that I went over, obviously I'm not going over every play, but most of the plays were from a clean pocket. Uh, a lot of the plays, there were good plays called. There were guys open. If you watch, like, the Dolphins game, for instance, there were they were kind of like a flavor of the week team where they ran, you know, third down, they were running similar concepts. And they ran the same concept three times in a row. The same guy was open. Three times in a row for a touchdown. He hit him the first time for a big game. wasn't a touchdown. The second, the last two times, he didn't even throw in the ball. So just things like uh, that where quarterbacks usually go see that surface and they say, oh, this happened. Okay, the next time Peyton sees it, he's going to hit that guy. You just don't see that with, uh, with Darnold. Well, you know, also, though, see also the guy <laughs> who's potentially telling him how to break down defenses was Adam Gase. Ah. Did you see Adam Gase in the film at all? Did you see any Adam Gase in there? And is Adam Gase getting too hard of a rap because the thought is that you just said a guy was open three times in a row. Is Adam Gase's offense potentially manageable and Tannehill and Darnold were just terrible in it? You know, Adam Gase deserves 
uh, everything that he got. He, okay, he, good. Not, we thought so too, by the way. He's not great. He stinks too. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he's one of those guys who can look good when you're coaching a Peyton Manning. But um, I think the thing with Gates was more so about his management of the actual men and the, the personalities yeah. and the people in the building, more so than the X and O's. The X and O's, I mean, you're all good coaches. You got to have players that are going to buy into you and what you're selling, and uh, I don't think Gates did a good job of that. That's such a big part of coaching, too. It, and it, you can only really – it's hard for me to – now, listen, that guy that did that opening press conference in Philadelphia who came from the Colts, what is his name, Sirianni? Sirianni. Mm-hmm. He goes, less thinky, less thinky, more athlete Dewey or whatever. And they're like, oh, listen, it was a bad press conference, that, that whole thing. I'm like, I understand it's a bad press conference, but that's also – the first image that every player on that team has of that coach. And we, you, can't, you can't put a number or a stat on a team buying in. Like, you cannot – you can't put a stat on that. And if that person has that press conference, my immediate thought is, oh, this is probably going to be bad day-to-day, probably bad day-to-day speaking, which, by the way, massive part of the coaching thing is speaking. So, I mean, he'll yeah. figure it out. He'll figure it out. But the team buying in – is a massive ordeal. It never gets talked about, Darius. Yeah, I, I would I wouldn't put too much on the press conference. Like you said, it's the first time getting up there. But when you the first time you walk in front of that team oh. and that team meeting, and obviously, like you said, you got to be in front of that team, you know, multiple times a week. And the, the team has to, like all those grown ass men got to buy into you. And we've been on teams where it gets to a certain point where. It, as soon as the coach gets up there and it's like, all right, all right. come on. All right. All right. So, you know. Yeah. All so right. Enough, you enough. Don't, you don't get that point. <laughs> enough, enough, enough. Yeah. Oh! Uh-oh. Somebody oh, got Hey. Who made some money? Who, Who got, got signed? Uh, the Chargers have their replacement for Hunter Henry as they have agreed to terms with free agent Jared Cook. Source okay, said he gets Cook. a one-year deal worth $6 million, uh, with a spelling error in his tweet, Ian Rappaport at oh. Rap Sheet. $4.5 million fully guaranteed. Good break there, Rappaport. The width, though, so close. Nice to know that you're typing out all of these tweets, though. Jared Cook goes to the Chargers. Justin Herbert, who is going to be an absolute stud out there oh, with a man. new offensive system, now gets a great wide or a great tight end who has been sturdy for a long time jared cook now with the chargers 4.5 million dollars fully guaranteed good for him darius um and good for the chargers these wide receivers galladay juju uh ty still out there antonio brown there's a lot of a lot of guys have been signed okay kendrick Bourne. we get that aguilar unbelievable turnaround there why do you think the will fullers the galladays the jujus why do you think that that hasn't been settled yet darius if you had to guess I mean, in my in my personal opinion, honestly, when you're building a team, I'm not dumping a bunch of money into the wide receiver, into one wide receiver. That's not a good investment to build a team, number one. Listen number to two, a corner here, by the way. These wide receivers <laughs> are coming in, and they're, they're more NFL-ready than probably any other position. Uh-huh. Um, you know, you look back on these classes, you look at, you know, Justin Jefferson and IU and all these guys, they're coming in the league, and they're ready, they hit the ground running. So Same if I can get a guy in the second, third, fourth round, that's going to come in and give me similar production. You know, why would I pay a guy 16, 17, you know, $18 million? Now, I want all these guys to get paid, of course. Me too. But I'm sure that's in the thought process, you know, of, of these organizations. 
I love that you're, you know, man to man podcast. Talk about the secondary. Like you, you did not spend a lot of money on these wide receivers. I, I do like that. That is, but then whenever you came back on the other side there with these rookies are ready to go, I yeah. hadn't even thought about that, and it is so real. They put out those Instagram videos. Oh. Yeah, what, what? I mean, they are. They're coming out of breaks at 15 now. Like at the age of 14, 13, they're working on coming out of breaks and everything like that. It exactly. is. There's a chance that these guys. It's only going to get better and better as we go. I think. I didn't even think about that from a team management perspective yeah how much do you want maybe like jerry judy we, we had xavier howard on the podcast and we asked him who was the toughest receiver and jerry judy as a rookie with drew lockett quarterback was the first guy that came to his mind because judy as a rookie came into the league and was probably a top five route runner already so that's kind of unheard of like nobody comes into the league and is that like justin jefferson was probably a top six seven receiver last year as a rookie and um, so it, it, it's hard to spend that type of money on a guy. And in the receiver position is such a dependent position as well. You need a good old line to block. You need a good quarterback. You need a good play caller. And then you you hope your receiver can get open and catch the ball. So, um, yeah, man, I, like I said, I want these guys to get their money. But that's probably what's, uh, what's kind of suppressing this market. I want everybody to make a billion dollars someday. I want everybody to Absolutely. experience everything they ever want. But you're because working on your cuts and breaks has become a cool thing to do. You know, like what makes you an elite receiver has become like a cool thing to do. Like, oh, I'm going to get my footwork in or whatever. It's like your footwork is going to make you millions of dollars, mm-hmm. too, by the way. It's like, oh, yeah, but we're doing it for content. It's like it is. You got, exactly. these, you got these high schoolers doing this shit with their feet. They used to talk about Lynn Swan, right? He was a ballerina or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you got other wide receivers. They play soccer, so their feet are good. Now these guys are training their footwork in like 10, 11, 12 years old, it's probably, Early. yeah, it's only going to get more. They don't even know that that's what they're preparing for, by the way. They're just, they're just doing that. <laughs> they're just doing that because it's like a cool thing to do. And then all of a sudden they're like, I need you to run 11 yards exactly. And then you need to cut back at a, oh yeah, no problem. Ooh, bang. It's just like a stick and D, D butts over there fucking turning his hips. <laughs> oh no, I'm back out of here. What do you got? And then the rules, the rules are just making it easier for him year in and year out. They can't get hit the same. You can't touch them. The quarterbacks are getting better. They're getting more protected. So, scary for those DBs, man. Hey, you got out to a good time. Good time to talk about DBs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Great. Great time. Great yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> I realized that a couple games whenever I saw some returners running like four threes past punters. Man, it's a great time to talk about punting. <laughs> Happy I'm not actually out there doing that. What do you have, Diggs? D-Butt. So, Patrick Peterson, Richard Sherman, both free agents. Well, not anymore. Sherman or Peterson signed. But Peterson, who was primarily a man corner early in his career sherman zone is it easier for the man corner to stay in the league longer because he can then become a zone corner later and then sherman has to fit into a system perfectly yeah exactly exactly because you can definitely become you can become a zone you, you kind of saw that with xavier rose xavier rose played majority man in minnesota and then he went um you know signed a one-year three million dollar deal chris ballard i don't know how he finessed that but got him there and he revived his career and you know playing more zone and once you understand football you understand the concept hopefully you've been well coached you can definitely become that's what zones about knowing where your help is knowing your drops knowing how you're going to be attacked and that's why richard sherman has been so good for so long but there are also still systems out there that Richard Sherman uh, can fit in. And if, um, you know, if the Jets are going to run a similar system, obviously got coaching there, the Colts, you know, there's certain systems that uh, uh, don't Richard worry about Sherman the can still go and play at a very high level. <laughs> we ain't paying anybody. I just got a quote. <laughs> I just got a quote. Uh, Ursay is doing a press conference right now. He says, 
Uh, the Colts are being prudent with the cap due to the losses in revenue impacting the cap for the next three years. Ooh. Points out there's extensions on the horizon, too. Uh, that's via Kevin Bowen, who works here, 1070 The Fan, the local uh, ESPN radio affiliate. I, I, what, what, Ursay, I thought we were, you know, dumping a bring truck out here to go get a couple Super Bowls. What, what are we doing? Yeah, we're trying to bring. We don't want to hear that. We don't want to hear that. Hey, Jim. hey, Jim. I love Jim Ursay. Guy gave me a plane out of nowhere. I fucking love this man right here. But that quote must have been taken out of context. This man will buy a, a drum set if it's three million dollars just to put the Beatles back together. What are, What are you saying, Dave? So they have all the cap space this year, and then next year they're projected to be number two at one hundred twenty-seven million dollars in cap space, and then for twenty twenty-three, oh if we're looking at Oh, that, just that, sitting there. Then they're number six. I mean, we, they're still. We got to get to a break. We got to get to a break. Ladies and gentlemen, please say thank you to the birthday man, Darius Butler. Thank you, man. Thank you, D-Butt. You're awesome. Joining us now is a man that'll cheer his team on tomorrow. As the school that he graduated from and is a distinguished member of their alumni, Battles against Oral Roberts for a big win, which we have all bet on, basically. And from here in Indianapolis, all over, we're talking about from Dayton to Youngstown and Cleveland and all the towns in between. Ohio State legend will be saying, OH! What's up, guys? Good to be with you, man. How you doing? AJ Hawk. This guy's My God. Hey, Jay. Happy Thursday, Pat. Happy Thursday to you, dude. You know, you guys are playing tomorrow night against Oral Roberts. I'm not sure if you know that uh, March Madness basketball team is playing. Yeah, I don't know if you know that with Ohio State. Uh, yeah, I know it. It, it. The opponent doesn't matter. It's about us, Pat. You know that. Okay, execute, interesting. Interesting you say that. Nameless, faceless opponents. I, I, I had a lot of people that believed in that. And then we started diving deep into, like, Bill Belichick. He's like, no, we need to know the names. We'd also like to know their faces. Yep. We want to know what they're good at and what they're not good at. We are changing every single week. Now he's adjusting the entire free agency thing. Some quotes have come out from Jim Irsay's press conference that got me a little bit conflicted, AJ. I would love to see that, but it's a good point you actually make about Bill Belichick. You're right. Like It's not it, It's not only about our team. It's about taking advantage of the matchups we have, no matter what sport you're playing. Yeah, because you have some coaches that say nameless, faceless opponents. Like, hey, if we're our best us, it doesn't matter who we're playing against. And I think that's a great mentality that works. Bill Belichick, greatest coach of all time, does not believe in that at all. That is not his thing. I'd like to know everything about the person. We don't. We actually want to know more each week as opposed to less. It's a, that was some. That was a fascinating conversation. We can get into for sure. But I'd like to move the conversation to the Indianapolis Colts right now, AJ, a team that you know has grossly overpaid me to kick balls. Has had a lot of success. There's conflicting reports about Jim Irsay in in his conversa- in his press conference about what he wants to do in free agency. First. Kevin Bowen, of formerly of the Colts, he used to write for the Colts. Now he's on 1070 The Fan down here in Indianapolis. He says, the Colts are being prudent with the cap due to the losses in revenue, impacting the cap for the next three years. Points out the extensions on the horizons as well, which is Quentin Nelson, Darius Leonard, and I guess a couple other guys. Okay, so do you think, if Ursay's if thinking this, he's not the only one that's saying things like this. I would assume there's a lot of owners that are very understanding about the amount of money that normally comes in, the P&Ls, you know, the profits and losses. Ah. I believe there's a lot of owners that are thinking to themselves, like, hey, we got to be a little bit different. He said it. Now, who knows if he means it or not, but he said it. Other people are thinking that where Kraft is going, hey, you remember how much money we used to make when we were winning? Last year stunk. Let's go ahead and go all in. Fascinating to see the two different sides of the coin there, AJ. Yeah, it is, but do the Patriots – 
do they have those young studs that they're going to have to give max deals to basically nope. coming up in the future? Well, Jared Stidham, maybe. Yeah, Stidham, true. maybe. You know, <laughs> Dalton Keene, perhaps, depending on how many touchdowns well, he has this year. We actually talked about this. Yeah, Mahenti <laughs> yeah, might be. going to hit the market. <laughs> but we, we talked about this, and this was something Connor was actually, like, flexing. He was like, everybody says Bill's bad at drafting, folks. Well, we don't have to fucking pay him, do we? We yeah. don't have to pay these, yeah. these people on the horizon for the future. You know, you have to prepare for the future whenever you draft somebody inside. Like, for instance, when I was being negotiated with for my contract, the Andrew Luck contract was being waved over my head during the entire, well, and we got to save room, you know, because we're going to have to pay Andrew. And uh, Jim Mercy has already tweeted that that's going to be the most expensive contract in history, which times have changed, <laughs> apparently. But uh, I would assume a lot of owners are thinking that way. And the owners that have, like, real cash right now are, like, Kraft has cash cash, right? He has a yeah. lot of money. He's mm -hmm. like, yeah, let's go. We can go. And you look at the guy down at the Panthers. Allegedly, they're in for like everything. Yeah. It's, it's interesting separating the, the two different teams' styles here. And that's why the Newton deal is so awesome because you pay him. Obviously, it's up to $14 million, but it's a pretty cheap contract at quarterback. You can spend everywhere else to help him make him better. So, And they <laughs> allegedly overpaid for all these players, right? That's what everybody's saying. Yeah. If they win, did they? Did it matter? Did it matter it if they overpaid? Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They'll restructure when they need to a couple years from now. Like if they win next year, this year and the next year, hey, yeah, it obviously worked out. Think about free agencies going forward from this moment, AJ. Think about everybody in the NFL that watched and has been watching what Veach did in Kansas City with the amount of money he's given out to the amount of people and the contracts he's given out, what the Patriots just did, mm -hmm. what the Saints have been doing. Now, granted, they had to cut a lot of players, but the way they set up contracts, what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have been doing, all these salary cap people that every NFL team has are going to watch what these teams are doing with these fake numbers, these fake salary cap hits. The way they've been able to maneuver around this, this is potentially going to become something where I hope it leads to more teams making plays, but... Uh, it just it feels like this is going to be something that may, could be the change of how you know contracts are set up for the foreseeable future until it potentially gets changed. Is it was it Corona that caused this to like all of a sudden all these teams using these voidable years like and how long have have uh, teams been using this in contracts because now I feel like it's finally coming to light. Well, I guess it's always been something, and, and we have to remember that the NFL and the NFLPA came to an agreement because of COVID that. There was the ability to have a difference from year to year salary of more than 25%, which I guess used to be a rule. And will that come back into place and how would that work? But the voidable year thing, I guess it's been around. Everybody that's talked to us that's been in the know, allegedly, they said it's been around, but it's just come to the forefront because of the way the salary cap moved there. But how are they going to because you just kick the, the thing you kick that four years down the road, you resign, you kick that another four years that's you just keep kicking it down the road, right? Don't you just continue to do that forever? Isn't that kind of what you do? Yeah, you kick it down the road to the next GM who comes in when you get fired three years from now. Bingo. There's some information coming in oh. on Mariota. Ian Rappaport is tweeting that decision is coming. The Raiders asked QB Marcus Mariota to take a pay cut down to just $3 million this year, source said. And if he refuses, the team will move on. While a release is likely, the team has been able to trade players they would cut. That remains possible. He is due $10.725 million, which if you're in a quarterback uh, search and you don't know who your quarterback is, $10.725 million isn't bad, but I believe it comes 20 if he starts.
right? Yep. Mm-hmm. That becomes $20 million if he's your starter. That's how the contract is set up. In the past few days, two players, uh, which is what Rappaport was alluding to here, two players were cut from the Raiders. Then they thought they were going to the open market. No, no, actually, you're being traded to another team. So that has happened. Maybe somebody will trade for Marcus Mariota, but that $20 million, you're not trading $10.725 million into your building if you don't think he's a starter. And if he's a starter, it's $20 million. So I assume this is going to be a release, and Marcus Mariota joins this frantic free agency frenzy. Diggs, what do you have? So say he gets released. Uh, would you take him over Cam or Andy Dalton? Are you talking about me? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Let's ask. Let's ask one of the guys who has that as quarterback. Would you take Marcus Mariota no. over no way. Cam Newton? No way. Okay. Hmm. Nope. Really? I would. Hey, you if, would, AJ? I, I no. I'm, I don't know, but I, I sure hope that Marcus doesn't it does not entertain taking a pay cut down to three million dollars. He knows if he gets get released, the fuck out of he's going to make more than three million. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Marcus, get out of it. Like, hey, congratulations. You you only needed one half to prove what you had to prove in Las Vegas. You what you went to Las Vegas to do. You did. Congratulations. It took one half in a primetime game. Everybody now sees, oh, we can go back and look at the good footage from Marcus Mariota when he was at the Titans. We can watch that half. He still has it in there. Something's going on. You know, it's just uh, Mike Garofolo is tweeting a follow-up to the Ian Rappaport tweet. Mariota believes he has options on the marker. Mm, another spelling mm, error. It's a big on. day. Market if the Raiders let him go. So I'd expect he'll hold firm here. Yeah, we would hope so as well. Yeah. We would hope so as well. Now, granted, last year's quarterback market dried up very quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they oh, also yeah. waited until every team filled their court, like until yeah. the Bears signed Dalton to do this. Yeah, and we, we talked about this yesterday, how this doesn't get mentioned a lot. The timing of the cuts could potentially be massively assholish to a potential free agent that's about to happen because money's already gone, AJ. Like if they just came to Marcus and like over the last few days and asked him to take a pay cut, yeah, then the timing is very like you don't need they don't need to do that if they know that he's probably not going to be there. Yeah, they don't have to. There's no rules like doesn't have to be fair. We know that, but it would have been if you're Mariota, it would have been nice to be on the market a little bit earlier. What do you have, Gump? There is one spot left. If Joe Burrow isn't ready to start the season, he could start for the Bengals. And the Bengals have been spending money. Hey, it's a new oh, Bengals. Yeah. <laughs> Did Jim Irsay's spirit hop over to Cincinnati? Oh, Colts are going to sting forever. Whoa. Whoa. Whoa Don't geez. you say that. They're, the 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 They're just going to hold on to money in the last, in the last Our hour. Our team's good right now. It's already a good team. We're already I in the playoffs. I don't know. I don't know. We're already out. Yeah. We got the Patriots. I don't There's know. no guarantee for next year. There's no guarantee you're going to the playoffs again. Yeah, that core, that nucleus is going to go to the playoffs. Okay, that team is good. What we're trying to do is, and I think I might be the only person, I guess, that is viewing it this way in the city that I currently reside. We should be trying to figure out how we get to the Super Bowl because that team, that nucleus of that squad, who knows what's going to happen? Some of the, They say big signings are on the horizon. What if they don't sign them? What if they hit the market and go somewhere? I mean, ooh, ooh, we can't live in our fears. you got to figure out how to score a touchdown before you figure out how to go to the Super Bowl this season. All right. I mean, all right. Cam's got to throw more than eight. Good. I think we can just run it with 12 personnel. See you there. Yeah, because it's nice. I don't even think you have to run it. I mean, they'll be able to – the amount of screens you guys will be able to run, you have at least four weapons on that team that can be in the screen game. I mean, that is just that's, – that's a kill shot. We're going to be handing the ball off to Jonu Smith, and he's going to be getting six yards of carry. Are you kidding me? And then you'll play action, that thing, and Hunter Henry is just going to be slipping on the other side. See ya! Bro. I mean, you can. You're right. It does set up well for the screen game, but you also have to have some downfield threats to – 
set up Aguilar. the screen. Aguilar. Well, and you have to be able to pound the ball. That's too. why they brought in, unlike Aguilar, but like they're allegedly in conversations with Will Fuller as well. There's rumors that he's they're going to sign Will Fuller as well. It's like, this is awesome out of Bill Belichick. A lot of people obviously hate this, and you can judge which players they decided to bring in or whatever, but Bill Belichick had a very vivid plan. Okay, here's our plan. This is And Kraft said, do whatever the hell you want to do. You spend, we are not doing what we did last year ever again. Okay, that we do not stink ever again. Yep. We're not doing do whatever money you need, do whatever you got to do, build that thing up. And Bill Belichick's like, yep, you got it. We're going to spend every dollar you got, sir. Let's, let's go ahead and do that. <laughs> and that, it, it might work. Like, hey, I know you can't win games in March. I understand this is overreaction to all this shit. But what if this works? Which mm-hmm. yeah. I'm tending to believe that it will. Now, Super Bowl is going to be tough, especially mm-hmm. with the other teams. But at least yeah. Bill's getting into the game, you know? Hey, we've seen all these moves that the, the Patriots have done. Do you think there's a chance that anyone in New England has kind of put the feelers out to see if they could find a way to acquire like a Russell Wilson? Well, I guess Deshaun Watson, Watson. also potentially going to be moved to – everybody's saying like, oh, Cesario. Now, Darius Butler, who was drafted to New England um, and then ended up playing for the Panthers and the Colts is where I get a chance to meet him. Um, he said he doesn't see Cesario sending – Deshaun Watson to the Patriots or whatever. But that goes back to how how real is our theory that Bill Belichick actually sent Cesario down mm-hmm. there and Jack Easterby down there and Matt Patricia to Detroit and Mangini to Cleveland and, and Brian Flores to Miami and everything else that has ever happened out from underneath the Bill Belichick tree. And they just did another deal last hour sending Ryan Izzo down there for a seventh overall yeah. pick. I yeah, mean, they're trading a lot. They're, they're doing a lot of business calls. Easterby yeah. and McNair have been busy. Oh, well, it used to be. What do you say? Oh, yeah. I forgot all about that. (laughs) It's getting bad. It's getting ugly down there. If it's real, justice. Mm -hmm. If not, I'd like it to be just as loud as it currently is. Mm -hmm. And we will talk about it as, you know, it proceeds. Mm -hmm. Because that's what we are. As necessary. Well said. Unbiased journalist. Bingo. Take the journalist out, though. Unbiased people. Well, (laughs) because when... Thank you. Humans. (laughs) Humans. How about Kyle hey, Long? Go ahead. Kyle, hey, Kyle Long, Kansas City. That's what, didn't I say that yesterday? Yeah, I'm very pumped for him. Him, I, I wonder if he realized what interest there would be in him whenever he came out of retirement. I wonder if he maybe undersold it to himself or whatever. Goes over to Las Vegas, and there was tweets like, I can't believe Las Vegas let him out of the building. We just assumed that while he was in that building, he was getting a lot of text messages like, yo, 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 yo. There is a lot of teams right, uh, looking for you. His quote today after signing with the Chiefs was, it's apparent it's a little bit different over here or something like that. I, I forget what his exact quote was, but he was a uh, long on visit to Kansas City as opposed to Vegas via Harold R. Cunts. Excuse me? I don't think so. I don't think that's how you pronounce it. <laughs> hey, it checks out. H-A-R-O-L-D. Yeah. R- Verified. K-U-N-T-Z. Wait, okay. wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. You're saying the guy's name is Harry Cunts. Yeah. Listen, that I didn't say that's his name. His, but, his parents did. Yeah. I'm just telling you what the tweet is because I am... You would think Harold, with that last name, Harold would be off the list before the kid was even born. All right, listen, Harold does not deserve this. Okay, give him a break. You could have named your kid Mike, and that would have made everything much better for yeah. that kid's life. Hey, my life. bracket, my bracket is a form of Mike Hawk with some numbers. Out. Okay. Well, <laughs> shout out, shout out to Michael Hawk. Okay, shout out to Michael Hawk. Harold R. 
The reaction, I guess, I did not say it right. Coons? No, I think Coons. Okay, Coons. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's a K. Normally. All right, all right, let's move back. It's darn Coon. That's on me. I apologize. I did not. Well, Coon had the U-H in there. Yeah, it's an H. So, Come on. But it still started with K-U. Oh, okay. So that's how I'm supposed to just remember that? I think you got it right the first time. <laughs> I don't know, Harold, but he does great work, okay? He says that Long on visit to Kansas City as opposed to Vegas, Kyle Long says it becomes apparent that things are different here. Hashtag Chiefs. I would assume so. I would assume that's the case. <laughs> yeah. I would assume one team has an owner that is, like, pumped about their team. Another team seems to have an owner that uh, doesn't have much money, it seems like, and there's mm-hmm. a potential situation yeah. going on. I mean, I could see how one team's been to back-to-back Super Bowls, but that one team did beat that other team, though. Yeah. Ooh. So, I mean, maybe. But Kyle Long, anytime you walk into a championship organization, you feel it. You know, it's, like, very obvious when you walk in the building. Right, AJ? It's expected. There's a different feel to it because you have, like, all those guys and, and people in the building that have done it. They've been there, and that's just what they expect. Like, they're not trying to squeak into the playoffs. Like, they know, hey. You walk in there. There's a there's a weird feeling to a place where hey these these regular season games these, this isn't what it's about. This is just to set us up for where we ultimately want to go. Yeah, these games matter. Okay, of course, because without these we don't get to the next step. But if we're playing football much differently then than we are now, we're cool with that as well. If we're change, if we change and get better, that's why whenever you talk, when Bill talks. You know, in, in I guess post Thanksgiving is really like the I yeah. guess a couple of Patriots have come out and like post Thanksgiving is really when they feel as if training camp's almost done. Like, okay, we figured out our team now. Now we gotta go on a run. That is just a very different mindset, I'd assume, than a lot of places. <laughs> Jim Caldwell, Peyton, that whole crew with Dallas and them who was on earlier out in the middle of Iowa with, you know, I'd say sketchy service. Yeah, A.J. Hawk connection. It was kind of, yeah, it was an A.J. Hawk-like connection in the middle of Ohio or whatever. I think you and Dallas would love each other, by the way, if you ever met personally. But, like, whenever we won a game, it was just like, okay, way to go. Business as usual, here we go. Okay, let's move on. We'll see you tomorrow. Team on three, one, two, three. Whenever we lost the game, it was like, okay, here we go. No big deal. Team on three, we'll see you tomorrow. We're going to get this thing right. Let's move on. That type of idea is not one that just any coach can do. The reason why Jim Caldwell was able to do that is because Tony Dungy did that because they had a lot of success and you got to that point. I think building that to get to that point, not necessarily always like we got to be business minded, but once you get to that point, you can never lose that. You can never lose that culture. And I think that is something that uh, I hope the Kansas City Chiefs never have to learn. I got a chance to kind of see the Colts transition into a very different culture. It was almost like the whole thing. And I was always like, man, I wish this particular team could have experienced what I got to fortunately experience the first four years of my career, or three years of my career. You know, like I, I, as I got older, I remember thinking back to that first crew, like, okay, how would this, this, you like lean on it. You know what I mean? And once mm-hmm. we lost that whole group, it was very difficult to get back. I think they're getting there now, but let's hope Ursay opens the pocketbook a little bit. Uh-oh. Just takes too long. Relax. If you lose that, it takes too long to build that back up to get that. Like it's gonna, there's probably going to be multiple regime changes, different coaches, multiple quarterbacks, and you're like, man, just ten years ago, this place was a whole had a whole different feel to it. Yeah, people would walk into the building. Like, this is a much different place now. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, just wait. You're about to turn a corner. Right? <laughs> yeah. Just wait. Yeah. Okay. People go through many changes as we get older, isn't that right? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. For men, one of the less fortunate changes is that. Testosterone production begins to naturally decrease in the body. Did you know this, AJ? I am aware. 
For most men, it begins around the age of 30 and testosterone production declines by roughly 1% per year. My Whoa. God. So if you live to 130, you ain't got shit left. No, no. minus 30. Well, if it starts around 30, this is one of those questions on a test where, you know, begins around 30 and the testosterone production declines by roughly 1% per year. So does it start at zero or does it start at 30? That's the thing. This is where That's they can get you. <laughs> it's one of them damn word problems. This is one of those yeah. problems where you're like, oh, wait a minute. Uh, which, can I ask a follow-up? Anyways, I was good at those tests because I always viewed it as me versus the fucking teacher. That's right. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but this is me versus you. Fuck you. That's how, I, that's how I view it. That's why friends at Roman have a new supplement designed to support testosterone production. I did not know this. They formulated their own supplements with transparent and scientifically backed ingredients. You hear this, AJ? Roman's mm -hmm. testosterone supplement is for anyone who wants to support their own body's natural function. They formulated their own blend with transparent and scientifically backed ingredients. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash USA. Their supplement contains vitamin D3, what? zinc, what? magnesium, what? maca, what? and ashwagandha in a unique blend designed by healthcare professionals that you can't get anywhere else. To learn more about these incredible ingredients, visit GetRoman.com USA. Roman is offering $15 off your first order and will deliver your supplements right to your door with free two-day shipping. When you go to GetRoman.com forward slash USA, get $15 off your first order plus free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman, G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N.com forward slash USA. That's good news. Let's try that stuff. Okay. I've been looking for that type of stuff. That's good, isn't mm -hmm. That's what I want. Now we know. Hey, Roman. Thank you, Roman. Thank you, Roman. Thank you, Roman. An all-pro, a pro bowler, the interception leader in the entire NFL in the year 2017, now a Philadelphia Eagle, formerly of the Lions. Ladies and gentlemen, Darius Slay. Yeah. Yeah. What up, big play? What's good? What's good? How you doing, man? I'm doing good. How you doing? Hey, not too shabby. I just sneezed a couple times because I'm allergic to these cable companies overcharging people. <laughs> Jeez, right? It's unbelievable what's going on out here, Darius. <laughs> um, I just saw you. I believe you were talking about Matthew Stafford with the NFL Films. He is leaving officially. Now, we'll get into you, by the way. I want to let you know. We do appreciate you coming on. We think you're a baller. We'll talk about your life as well. But I would like your thoughts on something that's happening pretty topical here. Matthew Stafford is going to the Los Angeles Rams. Last night, the guy who wore number nine put out a nine-minute video via the Detroit Lions, which basically was emotional. It was a beautiful watch. Evan Fox, diehard Lions fan, damn you're crying. I almost cried. It watching. got me so good. It was, uh, yeah. I it, cried. I you, cried a little bit. Yeah, me too. I got a little tear. What? It, a little bit. If there's a lot of people, I think that are about to be introduced to Matthew Stafford because when you're a quarterback for the Lions, you're not necessarily on primetime television all the time, except for maybe Thanksgiving. He's an absolute stud, and I think a lot of people are about to learn that. Do you feel the same way as somebody that was shared the field with him for what six, seven years or whatever in Detroit? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, of seven. course. I mean, um, man, he got a man. They got a guy that's gonna be unbelievable down there, man, on the LA. He's a very talented man, smart guy. He gonna work hard, and um, he's a great leader, man. He lead by example. He approach practice the right way. Um, like I never seen a professional like how he is for a long time, and um, he he he's he's the man. What does he get? Like, what do you think he's gonna do to that team and that offense? Obviously, he and McVay, both guys, I feel like kind of alpha personalities. But oh. it seems like Stafford also is one of the tougher quarterbacks ever to play the game. I know he played with what a broken back. Like, what do you? What do you think he does instantly for that offense? 
Uh, I, I, I think he's going to bring a lot of, like, you know, accuracy, deep ball guy. Uh, and he go carry the team, man. He go, he could take any load, uh, any load you want to give him, you know, clutch games, come back. Uh, like I said, for the longest, man, uh, Stafford was only missing a, a great defense. And, uh, and, you know, the Rams have a great defense that can uh, continually get the ball back. Because uh, when I was with him at time, you know, Stafford was putting up 30 points, but our defense was literally giving up 30 points too as well. So, uh, but guys that got a defense there, keeping 20 points under, 17 points under, yeah, Stafford going to put up 20, uh, 30 points easily. Isn't that something that's pretty interesting is, and we're talking to Darius Slay, corner for the Philadelphia Eagles now. Isn't that something interesting, though, to think about? And this is coming from a corner who's on defense. Is that a thought like, hey, if we keep them under 20 points, our guy is going to be able to get enough? Like, is that a goal going into each game? It's like, hey, now, granted, you want it less, obviously. Everybody, we right. want to shut out. We want this. But the realistic mindset, like, hey, if we keep this under 20, there's a good chance our guy is going to get that. Is that something that actually goes through your mind? Yeah, easily, man. Because, you know, uh, you see the work. Definitely with guys like if you've been with Stafford long enough, man. Uh, he gets hot. So he get going, man. He's unstoppable, man. He'll start slinging it any kind of way. Um <sighs> Making the easiest throws, the hardest throw, make it look easy. And, uh, you know, that's always a defense goal, too, is to have a team on at least 20. Because most of the guys in this uh, in this league as a quarterback, definitely the elite ones, they can, uh, they can stack this uh, scoreboard up. I'm not going to ask you about the drama that's been surrounding your team because that would be incredibly unfair to you. You're not involved in that. But Jalen Hurts appears to be the quarterback going into next year for you guys. What mm-hmm. what did you see out of Jalen that makes you think, like, okay, this guy is going to be our guy? There was moments of greatness out there. I don't think everything was as smooth on the offensive side of the ball right. last year as we would hope. But what do you think, like, Philadelphia Eagles fans should expect from Jalen Hurts that you've seen behind the scenes? It's like, hey, this is there's a reason this guy's going to be our guy now. Uh, because he, he, he's a great leader, man. As a young guy, he came in with a chip on his shoulder. Um, honestly, man, no disrespect to Carson, but he always felt like that was his spot, you know, because uh, Carson's a great guy. But uh, he came into the um, – young buck came into the room and just basically kind of like trying to take over the uh, the offense, you know, as in, you know, just as competing-wise, not disrespectfully, just as in I want to come out here and compete against you to become this guy, and I, want, and I want to be the face of this team. He always had that thought always had that drive and that's what kind of separated a lot of guys that the fact that you know he was kind of just determined you know it's competitive wide not disrespectfully it was just like man i'm up here to compete to be uh the best quarterback i can be for this team oh that's awesome were you surprised at all or were any teammates surprised to see him like and was he like that from day one um well we already saw that he had a lot of swagger about him and, and you know in college you know that's what we use as the term now as you see a guy that's playing in college ball you're like oh he got a lot of swag he, he carries himself the right way and um, you can see that when he was at Alabama, and he was, and you can see all the, the adversity he had to take. You know, getting benched at uh at uh Half Alabama, months. then going to over there and um, was being a Heisman candidate. You know, so he had a lot of drive. Man. He had a lot of a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff to prove, and he he's ready to prove it right now. We got to stop the fake swagger, don't we? Don't you think that's potentially an epidemic as well? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they got to stop sometime. Well, how are you spending your off season? What are you doing right now? Are you still in the Philly area? Are you back home? Yeah, I just got back to Philly actually just now. Um, you know, I'm going to start back working out, getting ready to uh, get back going. That building from outside of it, it seems like it's on fire. I, I mean, this is just from us, the stories that have gotten out. And the only stories mm-hmm. that get out are negative. 
I mean, that's just the only stories that really get out are negative. That's the way the business is. We don't necessarily love it. We try to, you know, keep it as positive as possible. But coming out of Philly, a lot of negative. With the Carson Wentz situation, Doug Peterson gone. New head coach has a press conference that is completely botched. I mean, it, it, it did not go fantastic. Have you talked to the new head coach? Have you gotten a chance to kind of meet maybe new coaches? And how do you feel about the season going in? I feel good, man. I, I met with both, all the coaches, you know, um, have a great talk, man. I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, seeing what they can bring to the table, man, helping me elevate my game and helping us elevate as a, as a team. So, uh, you know, I got high hopes, man. They come in there with a lot of energy. And, uh, you know, the first thing I talked to him, man, he just basically said, hey, football's going to be fun. And that's what it's all about, about having fun. It was a good convo, though, pretty smooth, like the way he spoke. Oh, it was way better than his interview. Okay. <laughs> that, that, that's what I was trying to get to. You know, I didn't want to come out yeah. and say, I appreciate you getting there. Yeah, because if I saw that press conference, I'd be looking at that. My first time talking to him, I'd be like, I got some questions here now, how on this guy operates. <laughs> nice to know that it's a smooth conversation. Football being fun, less thinking, more athlete take overy. That is really good news for everybody. AJ, what do you have? Hey, Darius, I know in uh, what, 2017 you led the league in picks. Was that your best year if you look back like overall, or are there other years that you've played better, but they just you didn't get any opportunities? We know a lot of times as a corner, they're not right. going to throw your way. Well, uh, that was obviously my best year, really, kind of me having eight picks, you know. Uh, but uh, I say, I me, mean, that's me being in the right spot a lot of times. But my uh, the year after that, man, I came back with three picks. I think that was one of my most uh, technique uh, year I had. You know, I was really uh, locked in. You know, going against some elite guys in his uh, in his game, and uh, and was winning battles consistently here in and here out. So, uh, you know, I continue to keep um, getting better, and that's what I'm trying to do this year, too, to dominate this game and be the one of the best. I was just reminded, you do dominate games, by the way. You're unbelievable. Yep. And I think everybody's very surprised that Detroit traded you for a bag of balls to Philadelphia. <laughs> I mean, that was something that was very surprised. For those of us that understood football, they immediately gave you an extension, paid you. I mean, it was awesome. And uh, Diggs just sent us a tweet uh, that you restructured your contract to help out the Eagles. You're a hero. How come we're not stopping? Wow. What a team guy. What a team guy. How did, that, oh, yeah. how did that all come to be, and how did that conversation go? And uh, right now, it seems like this is the new thing everybody's doing. Are you expecting to potentially do this in years to come as well? Was that a part of the conversation? Uh, um, whatever needs to help the team, man. You know, I'm a winner. I, I, I like to win, man. Um, like I said, I, I, Eagles been in the um, big-time moments, big-time games. Only went to the playoff uh, maybe twice, you know, and ain't win. Uh, you know, they consistently uh, go to the playoff here and uh, they win. So I'm trying to do anything. I'm trying to, uh, to help this team out. So if I got to, you know, restructure some moves, something around, I'm willing to do it because, you know, I want to win. I want to feel them big moments. You know, I want to I want to feel the confetti, you know. So uh, <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to do whatever I need to do. I love it. Connor, what do you have? Yeah, Darius, uh, the Patriots got your guy uh, Jalen Mills this offseason. What type of player mm-hmm. is he going to be for New England, do you think? Oh, he'll be a great player, man. Hard worker, man. Uh, I'm, I'm happy for him, man. He's one of the hardest workers in the secondary we had. Very detailed, very locked in, um, very talented, man. Very versatile. He could go to corner, nickel, safety, whatever you want him to do, he could do it. And he's going to give you his best effort at it. So, uh, you know, uh, the Patriots got a good guy, man. You know, I wish he was still with us, you know, so we could use him. But, uh, hey, I, I, I'm happy he got his money. He deserved, he deserved every penny of it. And, man, I'm looking forward to seeing how he look on, uh, on the other side. Diggs. Darius, um, it's been reported that Kenny Galladay is going to visit the Giants today. Are you uh, pumped to be potentially going up against one of your former former teammates twice a year? And what's he? Is he right. a dude? Hey, is he a dude? He's a dude, right? Oh, he's a guy, man. Uh, what up, Kenny? Hey, Kenny is a, a dog, man. Uh, 
he should come over here to Philly, but he a dog <laughs> for sure. But he go over to New York, man. He he know what time it is. We go go out there now. Uh, it, it's gonna be a battle. You know, I know for sure I'm gonna be following him, and I, and I know all his moves. <laughs> <laughs> hey, is that something? Do you talk during the game? No, nah, I don't talk, man. You know, uh, only had a, I don't really do that. It's, that's too much energy I gotta waste. I gotta do too much running and chasing somebody for a whole four quarters to be talking to you. Too much energy. I need every bit of energy I need. Okay, so this was said last year by the Dallas Cowboys safety. He he said it, he used it instead of using his inside voice, he used his outside voice and said this to the press. But he was like, uh, "There's no way I can try hard on 80 straight plays or something." Like, <laughs> you know. And, and, and by the way, that's probably a thought that is had by a lot of people in the secondary. And there's moments you can hide it, but him. Him saying that publicly, you know, a lot of Cowboys fans were like, oh, these guys stink. We don't, we don't even have guys that will try hard or whatever. But that led to a conversation on this show, and I think a lot of people maybe potentially were intrigued by it. You guys in the secondary, corners, safeties, everything, you guys don't really rotate much. That is – No, no, no. Receivers get to rotate, man. They, they, yeah. You know, they got their guys that come in there and – and, and give you the dummy route. When they run the ball, they go full speed, go run a go route for no reason, just to get you tired. Then you got to come back in, and next thing you know, uh, Julio Jones lined up, fresh water. Fresh now you got like, oh, man, now they're going to give you the real route. You know, so that's that's the, that's the that's the tickle, man. That's the hard part. So, uh, you know, so, hey, I don't, I don't try to take no playoff, but you got to understand uh, – the game is situation. You got to know the, the situation of the game. I'm happy you didn't just tell Eagles fans that it's impossible for you to try hard every single game, every single play. <laughs> no, 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 no. I try hard every single play. No, but that's, that's a real, it's a real thing though. Like that, whenever that conversation, I don't think it really happened until that moment because a lot of people obviously had to come out in defense of the guy. Like, Hey, listen, he, this is what he meant. This is a real thing. It never gets talked about. How do you stay cardio condition like are you just naturally more in shape because you guys are running literally miles and you have to react you have to react to the greatest athlete how do you train for that are you just like a super conditioning you on the peloton out there you got coaches coaching up each body part (laughs) i got a peloton for sure uh i i gotta be in the best shape uh i do way more running than lifting for sure so uh I try to keep that weight off my back. So uh, I, I do a lot of running, though. I'm pretty well conditioned, you know, definitely. Well, if you're a team that play a lot of man, you got to be well shaped for it. And, uh, and that's what I've been in for the last couple of years, and our team has played man a lot. So I got a lot of conditioning going. Patrick Peterson just signed with the Vikings for $10 million per. Congrats to P2. Yes, sir. He's a man-to-man corner, though, so I, I believe that is probably somebody – there's not a lot of you guys out there, that whole thing. But it, right. th- there comes a time, I would assume, and you are I would assume you're not near there or anything like that, but because to be corner, you got to be in shape. you got to be the most in shape person. You have to be the quickest person. You have to know what the other person's doing, or you're going to get bombed on or beat or whatever. As right. father time comes into place, how do you how do you adjust? Is that something you have to do mentally, or is that something? Is, is there any of those moments where it's like I have to change my game a bit, or is that something you can't do as a man to man corner? No, as a as a um, actually as a DB, the uh, you know the older you get, honestly, you get smarter. You know, so the game becomes slower. You started reading concepts because the concepts don't change from the same got the same concept from like 1960. I don't know how long <laughs> they've been running curl flat, but I don't know how slant flat. It's been going on since I don't know when, since Dion was playing. So uh, the concept not gonna change, you know. It's just the talent world is gonna change, and um, so uh, you just gotta beat guys to the punch when you get to that that, that old age. So uh, and you know, Pat P, you know, uh, he's still gifted, very gifted, and uh, and he's very smart. So the game is still the same to him. So it ain't even, it's not even catching up with him. 
The only, the only time other time I catch up with him is when he retired. Well, he'll be retiring a rich man, as will you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Gary Slay, we appreciate you. <laughs> Can't thank you enough for choosing to listen to the show. The fact that you allow us to do this alongside you every day, five days a week, we can't thank you enough. There's a lot of things that could potentially be flowing through your speakers or your AirPods or your Raycon wireless earbuds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the fact that you let this dumbass group do it and follow along in this journey of the off season and March Madness and sports with us, we are very, very, very grateful for. We have a big show tomorrow. Be a friend, tell a friend, please. Ty, play some independent music and propel these people into a beautiful start to March Madness. But know that Feel Good Friday tomorrow, going to be big. Yeah. Cheers.